weak to fire? Yeah. Maybe. I'm not entirely sure. Um, yeah, probably weak to fire. That would make a lot yeah, of yeah. sense. <laughs> okay. uh, in Australia, we barbecue everything. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> they should just make clawets or weak to fire, but only in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> Location-based type effectiveness. That's right. That's right. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Not all the glitters is gold, but I don't think Gimmigul minds at all. Let's get connected to the region of Paldea. It's time to prove your mastery of the art of catching. Heroes and trainers alike will rise in Season 10. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 227. It's February 28th, yet another lovely Tuesday evening. I'm your host, Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. And my other co-host, DeFiU250. Hello. And my other, other co-host, Fish on a Heater. G'day. <laughs> we're all here. It's a full house, as it were. Um, this is exciting. It's it's very exciting for us. We we get to well, it's it's DeFi's idea and and prerogative, and it's a lovely idea that uh, we have this this tradition where when there's a season update that we do our best to all record together. And I'm just very excited, which is great because I've been sick for a week. <laughs> I needed this in my life. This is wonderful. Um, but really quick, I do want to give a shout out to our patron supporters. Thank you so, so much for making this show possible. We appreciate you, uh, wholeheartedly and completely. Um, so really quick beyond that, uh, Kyle, you and I set some goals. Let's, let's get those out of the way because the four of us have a lot of, a lot of stuff to go over this week. Uh, and they are all conversation worthy. Let me just be vague in that respect. Um, so, Kyle, both primals evolved? Yes. Okay. At least three shinies? I got uh, nine. Yeah, I got nine. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Mega progress? Yes. Very slowly, though. I am very forgetful. <laughs> and then your limited research for the uh, Hoenn tour? Yeah, I got all of that done. Oh, my Thank gosh. You. Look, four out of four. Get out of town. It's okay. a once a year type of thing. I got out of the way early this year. Nice. Let's do it. That was great. Uh, I wanted to get 10 shinies. I did more than that. I think I got uh, 15 or 20, something like that. Max Vago, my Groudon, Hunter Groudon. I did do that. Yahoo. And one shiny regional. This almost didn't happen. But one of my leftover eggs, literally the last 10K I had hatched into a shiny Torkoal from the event just yesterday. Wow. So I'm very happy and very lucky. Also very frustrated with how many eggs I hatched to not get a fifth shiny Relicanth. What is <laughs> how, many, how many eggs you hatch? A hundred. Oh, well, how many eggs did you hatch Saturday and Sunday? A hundred. You hatched a hundred eggs. hundred eggs. Just yeah, Saturday 50, and 50 Sunday? each day. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. I thought I did a lot with the 40 for both days. No, nah, nah, Were nah, you nah, walking? Nah. No. Oh, I had COVID. No. <laughs> How did you get some? 
Yep. <laughs> Did you really <laughs> driving at like five miles an hour in your car? I, yeah, geez, we, we've, I got, we've got we've got a beautiful a beautiful graveyard out here uh, that's perfect for Pokemon Go. Oh, and I, if I, you're not I've driving really slowly through it, you're a hazard. So as a responsible human being. <laughs> I was driving slowly through that beautiful graveyard. <laughs> I, I did like, I don't know, 40-ish eggs. I'd need to double check. Oh, Got man. one shiny Relicanth. So. <laughs> oh, Relicanth. Oh, man. Okay. Well, let's let us let us stop talking about Hoenn Tour because we got to talk about Hoenn Tour, but like in the news section and talk about it all together. I'm very excited. So without further ado, let's just hop into the news. Yo, what up? It's the news. Okay, <laughs> we're going to talk about Hoenn Tour Global. It was this past weekend, and boy, was it this past weekend. I am dying to know how DeFi and Fish felt about this. Did both of you get the chance to get out and play? Let's start with DeFi. I was in Knoxville, uh, shoutcasting for Knoxville, the regional tournament. I could not log into the game for half of the first day. That was very frustrating. Um, Not sure if it was a go issue or a phone issue or a venue, like because I was inside this venue. Um, I eventually got, was able to log in pro tip for anyone out there. If you have access to halfway decent Wi-Fi, you can use your Wi-Fi on airplane mode. And that helped me a little bit because like the game just would not connect to my GPS otherwise. So that was weird and frustrating. The first shiny I got, though, was the Pikachu with the Maybow. I got it from research. So that was really exciting. Um, So that was really positive. But it was hard because I was working. Like, I was was actively working. I couldn't really play. I couldn't walk, so I didn't really hatch any eggs, Mm -hmm. which is sad (laughs) for me. So no shiny regionals for me. Um, I lost a lot of raid passes. Yeah. Made me really up- actively upset. Oh man! Because I kept. I, that's the one thing I could kind of do is I could just kind of join a raid lobby, not really look at my phone, just kind of set it to the side, and then you know try to catch it later. But that was my plan. But that couldn't happen because every time I would join a raid, I'd get to the catch screen and then I'd get this error saying like the, this raid doesn't exist. Like oh. it was huh. very strange. It was very disappointing. Um, And yeah, since I worked both days, I didn't really get to play either day. So I didn't have a great experience. But the the shiny Pikachu I got is really good. And I got a Surskit shiny, which is also very good. That's a new one. So I was happy about that. And the Surskit shiny is not great. But that Masquerade shiny is really great. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so, yeah, you know, I, I know that you missed out on the Vegas trip, DeFi, but I got to say, what you described was, was eerily similar. To you got the experience. Vegas experience. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the I got day, the Vegas like, experience while in Knoxville. In Knoxville. Sounds good. <laughs> exactly. All right, Fish, how about you? How was your experience with Hoenn Tour Global? Uh, I spent the whole time wondering if this was what it was like for Johto and Kanto Tour. Because I was just I was just walking around, just catching a whole bunch of Hoenn Pokemon, and there didn't seem to be much else happening. And I was like, "Was was this it? Am I just remembering the last two uh, Pokemon Go tours with rose colored glasses or something?" I just thought there would be more to it. So I think ob- 
objectively, the other ones were better. Sorry, Kyle, were you sure. about to say that too? <laughs> well, not about being better, but there there was objectively more. For example, uh, yeah, the first okay. one on day two had the rocket takeovers, and day one had a bunch yes. of the new trainers. And Johto had all of the themed trainers that you had to fight in order to progress the research. So, like, yeah, just well, I don't mind that that wasn't. A thing. I mean, this is true, but <laughs> there was extra content that like was missing from the fact there wasn't yeah. something yeah. else to do. Made it kind of feel like it a special more. day. At yeah. Least. yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, as far as shinies went, um, for the first day and three quarters, I had one shiny, and that was an unknown N. Okay, so it was a good, good one. Well, that's, that's a good, good one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, if you only had to get one, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's the one that you want to get. Um, <laughs> and then, like, in the last three hours of the event, I caught an Absol, uh, okay. Latias, and uh, something else. A something else. Uh, okay. Spoink. Oh, Spoink. I like shiny Spoink. Spoink is a good shiny. Was the Lati, you said Latias, right? Yes. Um, was it in the wild? Did you catch it from a raid? It was in the wild, yes. Oh, how many balls did it take? Uh, uh, 30-odd? Yeah. yeah. Too, many. And Too many. I was also like just about to actually take a break to uh, face someone in a sylph battle. And so like just before, like they said, they sent me the Discord message saying sent invite oh no and just before it came up i clicked on the latias and it popped up as shiny <laughs> and so i uh, switched into discord again and i'm like you've got to give me like three minutes because <laughs> this has just happened and he's like i get you bro <laughs> that's all right yeah, yeah that makes sense I yeah, no, they, th- those were cool i know a lot of people that encountered wild latias and latio shinies um just you know in the wild obviously and they, they just took so many resources for everybody to catch because they were such low catch rate, which which was seemingly kind of an issue across the board uh, with with Groudon and Kyogre. It was the same sort of complaint that I was bringing back home from Vegas that everybody else was saying too, that the, the number of premier balls that you were getting because there was so much lower because it was a group activity sort of thing uh, just didn't cut it in a lot of cases. I know a lot of people that had like three Groudon in a row run from them. Like it just, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's not even to speak of the wild Latios or Latios, which I did catch like four wild ones that were non-shiny. Really? I don't know what to do with them. Only one of How? them was below 1500. I, I don't know, man. I caught one as well. Yeah, I caught one. Whoa! Look, okay, maybe maybe it's not as cool as all that. Stuff. I have no idea. <laughs> the rest, I just threw one ball. I left and left. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not wasting my time here. Don't need this. Yeah. Don't need this yeah. right now. This, this amount of stress and anxiety over a, a dragon type that you don't really want, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> How many um, rays did you get to do though, fish? If you ooh, did a bunch, uh, I, I did do a bunch of raids. Uh, I want to say, let's just go with like 10 to 12. Okay. Chris, how many raids do you think you did over this weekend? Over the whole weekend? Yeah. Uh, like 60, 70 plus probably. Okay. I, <laughs> I, I probably did 55 or 60. Oh, my man. I saw you in a lot of those raids. <laughs> Whoever, by the way, if you sent invites to me and Chris, well, the only reason we didn't take them was probably because we were in another raid. Right. Almost. Right. Almost completely. Yeah. And let me well, tell you, you know. after having done so many, I, I only had a handful run for me. I was very lucky and I realized that. 
the difficulty was awful. It was miserable for this event. And I get it. It's just, it's how the numbers work out and they want the primal raids to be difficult. But it doesn't seem particularly fair that when one of your primal raids has a four times weakness, that the other one is so much more difficult. And it feels like they should have manually balanced it. One way or another, even like, you don't want to say make Groudon harder, but make Groudon harder. If you're not going to make it easier, I wasn't clicking Kyogre raids because I knew we weren't going to win. And I wanted the join. Kyogre and raids. I wanted Those more Kyogre, yeah. That's like, what I want to do because I don't have a hundo. Mm-hmm. I have a hundo Groudon. Yeah. And so that, that was very frustrating. I think it will be significantly less frustrating if they come back into raids for like a week. Because if you coordinate, you send out five remote passes that you know are going to get accepted, you're fine. You'll probably do both raids, no problem. But you know people aren't accepting every invite for an event. And you know some people aren't in a populated area where they get 18 people instantly. Because I know I got some invites from people playing in those locations. Those raids were a lot easier. Yeah, early early on, Kyle and I were, were messaging back and forth on day one. It was like, yeah, I'm just not even bothering inviting people to raids. I'm only accepting invites to raids because, yeah, you can get a group of six together. And, and our lovely community is very good about showing up for raids, especially on event days. Like we can get a full remote lobby. No problem. But six is like pulling teeth on that Kyogre. It, mm. If you do it, you know, like, yeah. like I really no hard. joke. I had a raid lobby. We I don't remember what was happening, but I accepted it from the Discord. We had six people, and we still lost. Ooh. And these were six people, all level 45 and higher, mm. with reasonably appropriate counters from what I saw loading in around me. And I'm just like, that's absurd. That is an absurd requirement for a raid. Even mm. six Mega Agron couldn't take it down. <laughs> Couldn't believe my eyes. Just and then, of course, with Groudon, you can do it with three, probably. It wasn't. like that's Yeah, just Groudon was easy. Yeah, I saw four, whatever, something like that. Yeah. But Solar Beam! <laughs> still was not I would rather face the Solar Beam Groudon than anything with Kyogre. It was so... I'm, and, like, yeah, I know we're, no. I'm complaining to the sky because this is not something that's ever going to get changed. It's only going <laughs> to potentially get worse in the future. So... Well, don't run out of complaint fuel. We have plenty of things ahead of us to talk about this episode. I'm done. I'm done. All right. Is there anything else about Hoenn Tor? I got six shiny gulpin total. (laughs) Save one for me. I got two. (laughs) Yeah, no. uh, Three or four of them were the second day. And I got two shiny Pikas, but they're both Brennan hats. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. So, or Brendan. Brendan, not Brennan. Brendan. That's the name. Yeah. um, I think the Gulpin were my only new shinies. Oh, uh, the Relicanth as well. But that's right. Yep. Which, by the way, now that one is now reserved for Mitch. So uh, thank you from Mitch to you for hatching your own. <laughs> oh, okay. One one more complaint. I have to say it because otherwise someone out there is going to be like, why didn't I say it? The Shedinja task was garbage and I hate it and I'm very <laughs> upset and I'm out of Nincata candy. Yeah, I didn't end up playing the second day because I had real life plans that took the whole day. Uh, but if I had, I was prepared to use rare candy to complete those tasks because I was going to complete as many as I could. 
it didn't end up happening, obviously. But I have 400, 500 rare candy. That was what it was going to do. They did not think that through very well. It was very hard to stack them because they were not very common. So you either sacrifice the slot until you got all of them or you wasted the candy. And I and I did not get a shiny shoe. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I think I did eight or nine of the tasks. Powering up five ground types was my least favorite task. Oh, no, thank you. The, <laughs> the ground and the water ones? Nah, they're gar- they got trash. Yeah, 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 no thanks. No thanks. All right. Well, anyway, I, I think that is enough of going <sighs> yeah, to okay. global. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know, man. Just, okay, all four of us out of 10. Let's go one at a time. What's your score? And feel free to say, yeah, I'm comparing this to Kanto and Johto Tour because we did have standards kind of set and then we deviated. So, uh, why don't we just go ahead in order of opinions were asked? So DeFi out of 10, what do you think? Like a four for my Ooh. experience because Ooh. I didn't get to play. Like I didn't get oh. to leave the hat, like mm-hmm. my little box mm-hmm. that I was in. So I, it was not fun for me. Okay. Fair enough. Fish. Mm. Keeping in mind that like five is an average. Cause like we, yeah. we normally uh, like look at, Anytime we hear anything below like seven, we're like, oh, wow, it must have been bad. Like, um, so like keeping five as that middle point of like, this is okay. I'm going to go like a three. Wow. Yeah, see, okay. I got that face. Like, it's, no, I, I, I respect that. I respect it's below, it's like I had a, a below, average below average experience. Yeah. A little so. bit below average, yeah. <laughs> okay. Compared um, to like expectations. I see. Now that I just said that, I have to reevaluate what I was thinking here. Because I'm, I'm going to say five. I was going to say six. But to say five, I think it was average. I think that it was so much worse than Johto and Kanto. And it kind of suffers from the fact that we have seen Hoenn Pokemon for so long. There are so many Hoenn Pokemon featured in so many different events all the time. And the only new shinies to chase were the regionals in eggs and <laughs> the one you had to pick a route for. So you couldn't even get all three of them if you wanted to reasonably. Yeah, yeah they should have let us change that route the second day. Yeah. And yeah, that would be cool. Like, I didn't hate it. I think if I wasn't playing by myself, I would have had like a fantastic time just being able to coordinate with friends and stuff like that. But it was lacking. Yeah, I would have maybe so, had a better like, experience if I was free to like walk around Knoxville to play. Yeah, but that wasn't the experience mm-hmm. that I got to have. Fish, you were going to say something? No, no, never mind. <laughs> okay, all right. I think, <laughs> I think I'm I'm going to go with a six or a six and a half, which is like a zero okay. from me. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Would that make my a, five a ten? I had yeah, I think so. <laughs> I had a good time, um, but. I was also like just a bubble boy in my car because I was ill, right? And I, you know, wasn't probably shouldn't have even left the house. But I was like, I'll just go to my car, I'll roll my windows up, I'll wear a mask, I'll be fine. <laughs> just people leave me alone. And uh, I was also able to hatch a lot more eggs and a lot more 10ks because if you went to Vegas and had the enthusiast bonus they had it roll over for those trainers as well because of some issues, apparently some, some problems that I was not really privy to. 
Um, and, and there was a little bit of a conversation of, around the fairness of that. Like maybe a makeup could have been done in a different way that didn't give people at the global event such a lucrative bonus that was unavailable to other players. Even if they wanted to pay for it, they couldn't have gotten it. You know, it feels yeah. very strange. Um, but I had a better time for it. So that's probably inflating my score a little bit because, you know, I love eggs. Uh, that's my toxic trait. So anyway, that's Tour Global. Let's move on to some news because we've got quite a bit, including the new season um, and a hopefully a familiar face we're talking about here and, and new ways to go about getting it. Let's start there. Pokemon Go can now connect to Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I hope that y'all had a great Pokemon day and are as hyped for all of the Pokemon things coming out and stuff. Uh, as much as we are, right? Everybody's looking forward to concierge, right? Of course they are. I skipped that uh, part the, of the video. What? <laughs> that's the stop motion thing, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, it was the animation. Right. I, I totally just completely yeah. skipped over that. Well, it was, it was cute, but I was like, what is this? <laughs> I know when yeah. Netflix came up, I was like, what are they <laughs> doing? What are we doing? Like, is this going to be live action? No, it's going to be felt dolls. Okay. <laughs> Weird. Sure. It, it looked fine. Um, but anyway, the Nintendo Switch games uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet can now connect to Pokemon Go. Send postcards from Pokemon Go to Scarlet and Violet for opportunities to encounter roaming form Gimme Ghoul and collect Gimme Ghoul coins in Pokemon Go. Sending postcards will also affect your Paldean adventure in Scarlet and Violet. The patterns of Vivion that live in the Paldea region will change based on the location listed on the postcard. If you've played Scarlet and Violet and you've seen a Vivion in the wild, I think was it modern? It was it, there was only one pattern that was available, and so now this is how you're going to be able to do that, I suppose. Unless you wanted to transfer them from a different game through home to Scarlet and Violet, which you now can. Um, <laughs> so that's that's cool. That's cool. So this is kind of a confusing process, unnecessarily so, in my opinion. But having stepped through it and done it, I'm here to tell you. It's, it's frustrating. It's a little convoluted, but it's not difficult. You just have to know where to look. And it's just like, it's not a real natural process, right? So you have to have Pokemon Go. You have to have a Nintendo Switch with Scarlet and Violet. You will, you will have to go into your settings in Pokemon Go and go to connected devices. By the way, that whole settings menu now got updated. It looks very different. People are getting lost all over the place for like, how to turn on Pokestops or turn off Pokemon for their Go Plus and stuff like that. It's, whew, a lot of stuff is happening all at the same time. Oh my gosh. Uh, but you can connect it to your Switch and you have to pair it with your Switch by going into Scarlet and Violet and then going to Mystery Gift and then connecting to Pokemon Go, pair it, and then connect to the connect to the account again in order to then send a postcard, you have to go to the postcard book yeah, and select send and then <laughs> pair it through your switch again on that same menu. It is very strange. But once you've done all these things, you get a little little coin bag, which works as an incense, essentially. Think of this as Meltan, more or less. And uh, if you're lucky trainers, you'll see a gimme ghoul. You got to have glasses on and be oh really God, zoomed right. in. 
They're smaller easy. than Meltan. Yeah, if you thought Meltan was hard to see, <laughs> let me introduce roaming form Gimme Ghoul. They're really, really <laughs> chan uh, channeling Scarlet and Violet energy there, for sure. Right, 100%. Do we have to turn our sound on? Is it going to make the <laughs> sound that it does? I love it. It'd be cool. Uh, so, you know, this begs the question, what about Goldango? Yeah, good good question. What about Goldango? Well, if you've played Scarlet and Violet, you know it takes 999 Gimme Ghoul coins in order to evolve a Goldango. The same is true in Pokemon Go. In order to generate more coins, there's a few ways you can do this. You can catch and walk a Gimme Ghoul um, using, like, nice, great, or excellent throws gives you a better chance of getting coins when you catch said Goldango. And if you send enough postcards, um, not sure if it's in a row yet or not, because this feature is far too new for anybody to know uh, for sure, but you can also receive a golden lure. And when you put that on a Pokestop, it'll turn yellow, like the ones we've seen uh, before in the past. And you can spin it for a chance at coins and Gimme Ghoul might even spawn around said stop, golden stop. You can only hold one lure at a time, though. So if you qualify for another one, you'll just get coins instead. So, you know, they really want us to interact with this feature over and over and over again. Yep. Cool. <laughs> but there's stickers. There, is there stickers. is stickers. But there are stickers. stickers. They're cute. The I stickers are cute. Yeah. The hat's cute, too. There's a there's a new avatar item hat that's based on roaming form. Gimme ghoul. And last thing for me before I open the floor here, this is the only way to get the roaming form Gimme Ghoul in Scarlet and Violet as well. You have to go through Go to do it. It should share, you know, a dex entry with the chest form. So don't worry about that. So what do we think? What do we think about this whole this whole process with the Pokemon itself? I think it's a fun connection. I don't think it's any... If, I don't think it's too much more difficult than the Meltan because you need 400 Meltan candy to evolve a yeah. Meltan. So it's a process that you had to repeat a bunch. Um, and it was kind of a complicated process because you had to play Let's Go and you had to get all the way to Fuchsia City and then you had to do all the things. So it's not that different. And they're giving you, there's actually other ways to get the Meltan candy, kind of, with, like, the postcards and the lure, or not the Meltan, the Gimme Ghoul candy. Uh, so that's a little bit better than Meltan, maybe. I don't know. I think it's fun. So I, I have a question before I feel my thoughts. I don't think anyone's going to know the answer, but maybe will. This specifically says linking your account. And when I did it, it pulled up, it showed my Go name and everything can you do this like Let's Go where I could have somebody who doesn't own Scarlet and Violet send my game a postcard? Yes. And they'll get their coin back. They don't have to own Scarlet and Violet. No, no. Okay. okay. Yep, you just have to repair your account back. That's my understanding. Okay. If that is the case, that's okay. It. If not, it's frustrating. The limiting of the, <laughs> imagine? the Pokemon. <laughs> Just like before we let you do this, make sure you scan your receipt from when you purchased Scarlet and Violet. Like, <laughs> that no, that's a really good point, Kyle. And I agree. Like, as long as like you can help players who maybe don't have a switch. Yeah. Uh, I I love Goldengo though. He's grown on me since Scarlet and Violet came out. So this is this is cool. It's just a neat and more or less expected way of doing it. 
and yeah, I think Goldengo is supposed to be pretty decent too. Yeah, uh, it's great in the yeah. VGC. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. I don't know if that's if that's going to hold true for Go. Um, I don't know if its moveset is confirmed right now. I haven't. I've seen speculations of the moveset, and apparently, if it gets hex, it's good. Okay. Uh, if it doesn't get hex, it's absolute garbage. But it's the only ghost steal in the game until we get Age of Slash, who is also going to absolutely dominate like Great League. So, <laughs> it's just another example of a Pokemon with a cool ability that we won't see in Go. In Go. Oh, you know, oh, good as gold yeah. is so, so sweet. But, you know, Fish, any thoughts on Gimme Ghoul or Goldango? I'm pretty uh, on par with Carl's responses. Just I like the creativity. Um, it's something that um, uh, the, the interesting thing about these uh, the ways that they make you interact with the game uh, is that it's good up until you get the Goldango, and then kind of you you lose interest in it. You don't need it anymore until they release the shiny, and then yeah, you start interacting <laughs> with it again. Uh, until you get the shiny, then you lose interest again. So it's kind of um, it's it's a great way of interacting with those two games that is probably only temporary. Yeah, I agree. Who here has opened a Meltan box in the last three months? I, I don't even know it. if I have a Melmetal right now. Six so, months. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, pro- probably within the last six months if i had to guess wow. okay mostly yeah. because i didn't get a melt <laughs> hang on let me, <laughs> let me make sure i have a mel metal before i say anything hang on continue you're gonna want it especially before we get to the season stuff, ah come on no, no i won't no <laughs> i i know what you're talking about no i won't okay good 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 <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, that's that's Gimme Ghoul, Goldango. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, and I like, I l- really, really like that when you send those, postcor- those postcards to Scarlet and Violet, you don't lose it, right? You just get to send it. So if you only have one or two postcards from a particular area, oh, uh, looks oh, like Kyle, no, Kyle. Kyle. He's holding his phone up. He's uh, not yet evolved one. I did not have a Mel Metal. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> the next spotlight hour that has catch candy. You should you should use your Meltan box. Oh, when it man. snows and oh, hang on. Again. I have I have eight hundred Meltan candy. I just haven't okay. evolved something oh. yet. I do have a shiny Meltan or Meltan, so it's fine. Ooh, it's fine. okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was saying that I just really like that they are actually affecting each other. That Go has some way of actually affecting your Scarlet and Violet mm-hmm. game, even if it's just the pattern change. It's cool to see some right. reciprocity. Instead of just a one-way dependency. Very cool. Speaking of dependency, uh, coming (laughs) soon, pair with Pokemon Go++. (laughs) So we answered an email last week uh, from a trainer that was asking about the the Pokeball Plus. And we talked about that and how frustrating it was that nothing was currently in production. And then, boom, Pokemon Day happened. (laughs) And they're like, Yo, let's take a let's take a quick trip back to 2019, and uh, we've been snoozing on Pokemon Sleep. Yada yada yada. Insert fun sayings here. Yeah, Pokemon Sleep is coming, but more importantly and more exciting for Go players, I feel, is also the associated device, which will also work as a Pokemon uh, Go Plus. It's called the Pokemon Go Plus Plus. It it's circular. It looks like a a UFO. It's kind of big. And it runs like 60 bucks for the pre-order, if you can find a pre-order that's not sold out. Yep. I pre-ordered. So did I. Yep. I'm with you there. I'm very excited uh, about it. 
Um, and that's pretty much it. Oh, oh, sorry. It can spin and catch Pokemon just like the official auto catchers can, but we can also have it use great or ultra balls. That's huge. Y'all. That's it's actually breaking. insane. It's actually that, yeah. that's I heard that <laughs> and I was like, take my money. It's like, <laughs> like seriously, I'm not even joking. If you care about this kind of stuff, go and buy like six of them. Just do it because you're gonna need them if you keep playing. Yeah, take out a loan, buy six of them. Put them and, in a, uh, a closet, nice dry environment so that they stay good. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's like buying booster boxes. These will just, these will just appreciate in value. Appreciate in value. It's an investment. Exactly. But Chris, there's a Snorlax with a nightcap. That's right. How could we forget? How That's can you highlight. forget a Snorlax with a hat? <laughs> I saw so many. I saw so many jokes about this on Twitter. My favorite one uh, was uh, Niantic, or sorry, Pokemon Go players were saying, "Oh, this was the worst event ever. I can't believe this happened." Uh, Pokemon Go players the next day, yo, a Snorlax with a nightcap. <laughs> God. Yeah. So when sleep comes out and you get this device, you will unlock a particular research that will let you uh, have encounters with a Snorlax with a nightcap. It's very cute. Rest assured, adorable. I- oh, I will rest. I'm excited to gamify my sleep. <laughs> exactly. It might make me sleep more, and I'm excited yeah. about it. I'm be so I excited you won't be able to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't slept since 2019. I've been saving it all because I don't want to fall behind trying to min-max my sleep. <laughs> all right. Well, um, <laughs> one question I have is, uh, do you get the sense from this copy that you'll still have to press the button to catch the Pokemon? Yes. Or whether it will be automatic? No, I almost guarantee that you'll have to press the button i think it'll auto spin but i don't think it'll auto catch much like the ball does already because it has a similar feature where you can load it with a pokemon which was the prereq for the ball to catch or Mm. auto spin things i think yeah it certainly is is a negative no question about that but it's still so much better and an actual option for people who don't have a pokeball plus Mm-hmm. official option yeah for sure for so, me personally I, uh, I i often like to have an auto catcher running at work and quite often when i'm working i can't reach down and click the button constantly so uh, like uh, for, for me that's going to be a kind of a really big drawback that it actually like might be a deal breaker oh yeah i mean well hopefully the ball pluses will still work all the same so mm-hmm. um you know, it. I'm sure we'll see people that have hardware things that they've printed or a rubber band thing or yeah. a wrist strap or something. I'm sure there will be some sort of workaround. Uh, but we might have to use something bigger than a penny in, with those rubber bands this time. Maybe it'll have to be like a like one of those dollar coins or like, I don't know. <laughs> I will say it is an a awkward. Seashell. It's an awkward design if you're going to carry it with you. Because mm. it's flat on the bottom and didn't seem to have anywhere you could put a strap on it so like it's just got to sit in your pocket or something i don't know oh i'm planning on getting it surgically implanted in my chest like iron man like yeah. iron man yes. <laughs> just constantly just, just hit, hit, hit your chest your every chest. time like they do in the new ant-man movie to put on their suits oh my god if you haven't seen it yet what? ant-man quantumania is very good by the way so I, the reviews were not stellar man I, it's upset. it's the best Marvel movie since Spider-Man. Whoa. 
But that's not saying a lot because the last five have been bad. So, (laughs) whoa, 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 whoa. I haven't seen Wakanda forever yet. It's it's not good. Okay. Really? I mean, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I'm clearly in the minority here, I think. But anyway. (laughs) Well, welcome to Marvel cast. Um, Okay. Moving on to to the, the the big piece of news. Season 10, Rising Heroes. This was just in time because... This season starts tomorrow. <laughs> this information came out today. We were unsure if it was going to be published by the time that we all were going to record together. And thank goodness it was. So let's, this is going to be structured in a strange way, but I tried to organize it in a way that I thought made the most sense. They ditched the classic blog post. And now they have, it's not, I went on, I went on the news site, PokemonGoLive.com, which is where I, Source all of our news articles and all the verbiage and stuff because I like going from the source. There is no page for this season, but there is a page for this season. It's just its own separate web page that's not linked anywhere to the news. And then they push these infographics, but only on Twitter. So this is all of it information organized in some way here. So let's start. New features, like we mentioned. Roaming form Gimme Ghoul is now available to catch only in Pokemon Go. And I thought this was already the case, but apparently all Pokemon are now available in uh, double extra small and double extra large sizes. I also thought that was the case. They they must have just added more? More? You know? I don't know. But now all of them. Good good for you. That's cool. When will they fix the Zerua bug? (laughs) That's what I want to know. Seasonal highlights, elite raids return. They will be March 11th and April 9th. And before you are upset about them, like we are, uh, <laughs> elite raid bosses will be Reggie Alecki and Reggie Drago. So they are actually two brand new Pokemon. And they said in their copy that this will be the only chance and only way to encounter them and catch them this season. So do not rest on your laurels thinking that, oh, whatever, if I miss the Elite Raid, maybe they'll come back. Maybe I'll buy a research and they'll come in. No, they've already come out and said this season, so the next three months, you you will only be able to get them via an Elite Raid. So if you can go out and do it, I'm sorry. Look, I'm sorry. I understand. (laughs) I don't want to do them either. (laughs) Anybody here want to do the Elite Raid? I'm not going to do it. (laughs) Well, we'll see how it goes. It'll be interesting. Uh, Community days, March 18th, April 15th, April 29th, and May 21st. We actually already had this information, but I'm just going to re-say it here since we're talking about the time frame. Ticketed timed research. Throughout season 10, ticketed time research will be available for trainers to purchase. The season-long research will allow trainers to unlock a new costume inspired by Professor Willow. It will also lead to an encounter with a Melmetal that knows the charged attack double iron bash, which I believe it's its signature move in the main series games. Time to research must be completed by June 1st to access all rewards. And Melmetal will be able to learn double iron bash with an elite charge TM in the future. We don't know when that's going to be. It might be after the season is over so that people are, you know, motivated in order to finish their research still all the same. Or it might be a week after it comes out. Who knows? But it will be available if for some reason you're like, I'm not going to buy a ticket. I'll just wait. I don't need to wear a lab coat. I feel professorly on my own. Understood. (laughs) So 
Okay, DeFi and Fish. Is there any reason for us to be excited about Double Iron Bash? Are any numbers out? Are any is anybody like speculating? Um, I haven't really seen any speculation yet on uh, Melmetal. Its current move set is pretty good on its own. Uh, Thundershock with Rock Slide and Superpower. But having, I don't know, same type attack bonus moves are always interesting for Pokemon. So having a Steel type move on Melmetal could be interesting. But I don't know. Superpower is a pretty solid move. And Rock Slide's really good coverage. So I'm not really sure. It's actually up on PV Poke right now. Oh. It's listed as 35 energy, which is the the lowest that a charge move can be, and 50 damage for a damage per energy of 1.42. So uh, 1.42 is is uh, like a an average kind of damage per energy. I think the, the main appeal of the move would be how quick it gets there because with Thundershock as the fast move, it will get there in four seconds Whoa. every time. Yeah, so like really, really spam. It was already a very spammy Pokemon, but it'll be really spammy with this new move. That sounds good for Mel Metal uh, fans. <laughs> cool. All right, sounds like uh, reason enough to be excited. Uh, but let's move on to five star raids. March first through the eighth, you can see Incarnate Form Tornadus. Ugh. March eighth through the twenty first. I know. <laughs> for two weeks, we're gonna get Ho-O. That's pretty chill. Oh my god! No, I it's like not. <laughs> I'm okay with Ho. Get I need, yeah. I got. I've got XL candy to grind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. March 21st through the 28th is Incarnate Form Thunderous. March 28th through April 10th, another two week period. Wait, no, it's not. Oh yeah, it is. Lugia. We're gonna get Lugia. So I'm glad Lugia is not getting, you know, second chopped. treatment. Yeah, exactly. Not being chopped liver, poor Lugia. That's good. Uh, Mega Raids in the same time frame as we will see Charizard Y, and then we'll see Metacham for two weeks, Venusaur for one, and then Alkazam for two. So they'll just match the five-star raid rotation. Is Metacham new? It is. It that is. Will be, that will be the release when it comes out. Man, they didn't mention that it was new at all. I was nope. like, what's I the, what's something? the date on that? Then that's Drop the March 8th that comes out? Yeah. 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 Uh, it's <laughs> Spoiler alert. It's not going to be good. Like it's oh. it's not going to be good. I I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I would be willing to bet that Mega Lopunny is probably a better Mega fighting yes. type than yeah, it is. <laughs> but Metacham it has ha- really good um, fighting and psychic. Being able yes. to um, catch stuff, like having the catch bonus as a Mega, that's a pretty good combination. Agreed. True. But True. it's missing. Uh, I think in the main series games, it gets huge power, which is. Just straight double damage, which is crazy. And so it, when it they suffers. allow Megas in Ultra League, it'll be a beast there. That's, yeah. Ooh. One day. In like a in year. One day. <laughs> Although, if, <laughs> if like this Master they... League is anything to go by, probably never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I was going to say, yeah, when they feel like they, they want to break that league as well. <laughs> so <laughs> i did some pvp this past week oh no vegas and goat and uh global tour <laughs> i was running that primal crowd on <laughs> that entire <Yeah>. week <laughs> people were so well i don't know if they were upset or not but i had three people rage quit when i threw it out 
So that's cool. <laughs> um, I felt a little bit bad, so I didn't do it too, too much. But And then I saw online that there was a bug that you could have a Mega and a Primal at the same time. Yeah. And I felt mm. so much better about my choices because at least I, I didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and then they just took it aw- the Megas away. There's like, They're nope, like, well, we can't nope, fix this. Now it's so. just Open Master. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, great. Awesome. Everybody's favorite league. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, let's talk about everybody's favorite seasonal feature, the research breakthrough. Finally, we were done with a pool of Pokemon. I wonder what this one will be. Oh, a chance of one of the following Pokemon, another pool. <laughs> oh, my God. Brace yourself for these choices. I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm going to read them in reverse order because it's better that way. <laughs> Gumi. All right. Not yeah. shiny, but all right. Furfru. Okay, that's fine. It can be shiny. That's great. Gibble, it's got a value. It can be shiny. Snorlax, people want the candy. It can be shiny. Pincer. All right. A we're going to get a mega. Yeah. Like shiny. Yeah, it could be shiny. And, and we're going to have a mega, so that's cool. And just to round out the pack, what's missing? Oh, Parasect. <laughs> The PS dinner is his stones. Hey, it's Stardust though, isn't it? Yeah, Don't you all, get extra dust all for I can Paris? Say is, it's not what? Paris. It's not Paris. Yeah. Yeah, but Paris Valid. could be shiny. This is true, but Parasect is extra, extra Stardust because Evolution and Paris family. So that's like 1500 Stardust. God, am I just. It's probably elitist? the second best value in the. It, am, I, am I elitist and saying that I don't care? Like that's I mean, like I, I also don't care. Well, it's bad, Chris. but it's it's got like I don't even want the Gumi really. Yeah, <laughs> forget Gumi, get Gumi out of here till it can be shiny. At this point, yeah. Fish, what were you gonna say? Uh, oh, I was just reacting at your comment about not caring about the Stardust. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> I, I wish got, I didn't I have to fair. care. Yeah, here I am living paycheck to paycheck. <laughs> but it's 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 one Pokemon, and it's for a week's worth of, of value. If it was 5,000 extra Stardust, maybe, but look, it's not. Look, you, you can say that, but we've also had one Eevee as a reward for a week's worth of value. So... <laughs> That was also not great. I, yes, I'm. I know that's not great, but I'm saying that objectively, then this does have a positive, whereas the EV had zero positive. You know what would have been great is if it was this entire list. We're like, okay, yep, trainers. This pool is going to feature Gumi, Furfru, Gibble, Snorlax, Pinsir, and they're like, and Moltres. Just one of the three. <laughs> Just throw it in there. It'd be so funny. People would be rioting even more <laughs> they than they would are be right so now. Mad. <laughs> People already complain about GBL legend rewards, so yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, we've belabored this this poor research breakthrough cool enough. It's not their fault that they were chosen, and maybe we should just be happy for Parasect. You know, Parasect is getting some love in the spotlight. That's great. After Pokemon Legends Arceus, all Paris and Parasect can just be burned with fire. Like I, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh huh. All right, raid hours. March 1st will be Incarnate Form Tornadus. March 8th and 15th will be Ho-Oh. March 22nd will be Incarnate Form Thunderous. March 29th, we will see uh, Lugia back in raids as well, or raid hour. Uh, for spotlight hours, March 7th is Eevee. There you go. There's your Eevee, Kyle. With two times candy for transferring. 
March 14th is actually really like these next three. It's cool. Rowlet, woo, with two times experience for evolving. March 21st is Litten with two times Stardust for catching. And March 28th is Poplio with two times XP for catching. I know their catch rates are, are tough, but it's cool <laughs> to be able to farm them a little bit, especially since they haven't even had their community day yet. Like this makes it more exciting. Yeah. I don't have a hundo of any of those, so I'm I'm okay looking. Yeah. I do for a Litten. I need that candy. So I, I'll be catching all the same. I have a Rowlet, which is great, but I'm just going to wait for the community day. So good call is are any of these do any of these jump out to any of you yeah that's probably right the head shakes (laughs) incineroar will not terrorize the gbl it's gonna stick to vgc no not not soon um eevee of course like umbreon is a, a beast in ultra league so if you don't have an ultra league umbreon you can farm the xl candy for that uh, Poplio, we're all kind of waiting for it to get its community day because uh, it'll be a charmer with hydro cannon, which like it's it's already pretty decent. But then give it the the forty energy move of hydro cannon as well, like that that'll be a a real game changer. That one. So so what makes Poplio a little charmer? Is it the is it the ruffles around the? Because it is it is pretty cute. It is a cute Pokemon. Yes, very charming. <laughs> Very charming, charming, Chris. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Seasonal rotations. We're just going to move along here. (laughs) Uh, So in the biomes, uh, cities, you can expect to see Voltorb, Porygon, Togetic, Trubbish, more. Forests, you'll see Mankey, Executor, Shuckle, Zorua, and more. Mountains, you'll see Aerodactyl, Snorlax, Mawile, Woobat, and more. Beach and water. Reminder, those are those are all just that's one. It's not beach water, it's beach and water put together. Psyduck, Hisuian Quillfish, Luminian, Frillish, and more. And if you're in the northern hemisphere, you can expect to see Skarmory, Swablu, Snivy, Tepig, Oshawott, Dino, Helioptile, and more. And in the southern hemisphere, you'll see the likes of Chikorita, Cyndaquil, come back home, Cyndaquil, Totodile, <laughs> Larvitar, Scraggy, Alomomola, Stuffle, and more. Not a whole lot of things to, to really point out highlight wise. Kyle, I know that look. What are you thinking? Is because I'm I'm not remembering right now. Is this the first time Mawile has been in the wild for not an event? Eggs and raids. I think this is the first time it's actually just a featured spawn of anything. I think you might be right. Someone can correct me, but my my instinct says that that is the case so that's that's noteworthy that's something worth mentioning i suppose hmm. okay cool zarua being outlined too in a one particular biome mm-hmm. is interesting yeah, that also we, drew my attention we did not know this you know when it first came out and it, i think it was probably just randomly popping up so now it'll be sort of there'll be a methodology to where to expect to see it so that's neat um egg pools two kilometer eggs you'll see bell sprout igly buff trap inch cottony and more Five kilometers, Machop, Gligar, Bonsly, and more. Seven kilometer, it's the Hisuian Suite. Hisuian Growlithe, Hisuian Voltorb, Hisuian Quillfish, Hisuian Sneasel, and more. Ten kilometers, you'll see Tyrant, Amara, Togenamaru, Jangmoo, and more. That's not a bad pool, except for Togenamaru. Um, hmm. Adventure Sync, five kilometers. Shinx, Kranidos, Shield on Happening, Frillish, and more. And then Adventure Sync, ten kilometer eggs. 
Dratini, Beldum, Gibble, Gumi, Rockruff, and more. Why do the Adventure Sink 10 kilometer eggs stink? I don't get it. Adventure Sink needs an update. That's why. Yeah. Like just across the entire board, the whole thing needs an update. Yeah, I would agree there. It's been three and a half years since it came out now. Something like Is that. Is that true? It was before COVID. Yeah, I think you're right. Before the start in COVID, yeah. so time flies. It needs an update badly. <laughs> time certainly does fly. My goodness. Uh, like when we used to have really great seasonal bonuses. Let's look at the ones for this for this oh, season. No. <laughs> Increased damage dealt by Pokemon participating in raids remotely. Thank goodness we still have that. <laughs> Team Go Rocket will appear more frequently at Pokestops. <laughs> and earn Stardust, sorry, extra Stardust, earn from Team Go Rocket encounters. And that's it. Those are the only three seasonal bonuses. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I like the extra Stardust. Yeah, I'll take, yeah, yeah, the Stardust. How, how much extra? I need to know now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one extra Stardust. <laughs> I have one Stardust. Uh, I mean, I've said it before. More Stardust would make me more interested in rocket grinds. I think five hundred is too low for the time value. So if they start giving a thousand for this season, that's good. That's 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 a positive change. It's just so weird these are the bonuses because these are fine. These are good, like fine bonuses. They just don't tie into anything else. There's no talk about shadows. There's no talk about anything rocket related for this whole season, but your feature is a rocket related thing. There's one thing kind of, I mean, and no, having an event inside of your season does not count because there is supposed to be at least one so people can get rid of frustration. I'm talking about like an overarching seasonal theme of Rocket. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that, that's fair enough. I dislike seeing more Rockets at Pokestops because that means when I click into stops to spin them, it will now require two or three extra taps. Yeah, or, this is it's definitely a, a negative in that regard. Yeah. And I'm also, rocket stops give less items. One less item if there's a rocket there, right? I'm, I swear to God, this is a thing that I'm not. Yeah, but you up. you spin it, fight it, and then I think you can spin it again. Yeah, but you have to fight it. If you're annoyed by the extra clicks, then you are not fighting them, probably. True. Yeah, so that's true. There's a negative that makes there. Sense. <laughs> okay, and then real quick, we got some events. March 5th is the Catch Mastery event, which we actually have details for. It's a small little baby event as far as details are concerned. So we'll cover that after we're done with the overview. March 8th through the 14th will be the Festival of Colors event. No details as of yet. March 11th is an Elite Raid. March 18th is Community Day. March 21st through the 29th is a Let's Go plus Team Go Rocket takeover event. A Let's Go event? What what are they talking about? Maybe we're gonna get the Let's Go feature in, uh, in Pokemon Go from Scarlet and Violet. Oh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I mean, are we gonna? Is it? It's not Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee anymore, so it's got to be something different. But that's that that's the joke because that's what they called that feature where you sent something to to go. No, battle. I understand, but but that's clearly not going to happen either. So no. like, I, I can't I mean, think of another thing. I don't. I have no I, idea. I guess we have uh, 22 days to wait and find out. 
Well, yeah, okay. It's 22 days, but maybe 21 days until we have the details of it published in a blog post. <laughs> you think yeah. it's going to happen in a blog post? It might. It might happen. Um, March 25th will be Go Battle Day Palmer. I think Palmer is the name of the professor from Pokemon Sleep. No, it's no. a battle, um, ta- battle like a battle tower, tower leader. leader. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't remember what cool. what game or the battle tower it's from, but yeah, I don't so, remember either. But he he's definitely like a distinct character in a battle tower. So we're gonna get like a pose based off of Palmer. Pose and, and like clothes. Pose and clothes. Okay. We'll talk about that more in a little bit. <laughs> okay, looking forward to it. Is it? Well, I love it. So that was that was the season 10 overview, Rising Heroes. You know, a smattering of good raid bosses, and that's kind of it right yeah. now until we know more about the events, whether or not we should be excited about them. Speaking of, the only event we actually have details for is the Catch Mastery event. And like I said, it's it's pretty small, so this will take but a minute. Trainers, make like a fighting type Pokemon and give your skills a stretch during the Catch Mastery event featuring Hitmontop, Hitmonlee, and Hitmonchan. That didn't make any sense to me. No. What does that mean? It sounded like they hired you to write the intro line there. And it was an off week. GPT to do it. Oh my God. a stretch. What does that mean? Like, I understand that Hitmonlee's legs stretch, right, when it kicks. Yeah. But. What about the rest? I don't get like it. Hoen, ho, like hone your skills would make more sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Think. Push your limits. Something. I don't know. Uh, well, when is this? It'll be Sunday, March 5th, like we said. But here's the time frame. 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. local time. It'll be a nice 10-hour long event. Wild Encounters, you can expect to see Hitmonlee and Hitmonchan. The event bonuses are an increased chance of encountering shiny Hitmonlee, shiny Hitmonchan, and shiny hitmon top and two times experience for successfully catching pokemon with nice great excellent and curveball throws field reachers task encounters um all of these tasks will be focused on you know uh, ball throwing accuracy and the rewards will be an encounter with hitmon top so there's that's where hitmon top lives tyrogue will have a chance to hatch when seven kilometer eggs collected during the event note that the increased shiny chance is not extended to Tyrogue, at least not in the text. Yeah. So you can target it, but don't expect to walk away with like armfuls of shiny Tyrogue. Maybe, but I wouldn't plan on it. And then lastly, timed research focused on your Pokeball throwing accuracy will be available throughout the event. Complete 10 sets of research to encounter 40 Hitmontop in total. Nice. Okay, that's so, good. That's yeah, good. there's that. This is cool. I mean, especially if you haven't had a chance to to shiny hunt for any of these before. They're rather uncommon spawns. They're not not around. I see a Hitmonchan or a Hitmonlee from time to time for sure. But it's cool to be able to focus them. It's almost like a little, it's almost like a research event because of the Hitmontop stuff. Almost. It's, and it's 10 hours long. Yeah, man. It's, yeah. Which makes me wonder what the shiny rate is going to be like if it's just a full odds or if it's boosted, because that's a long time to have boosted spawn shinies. That's true. That's true. Can uh, can somebody give me a reason to be excited about this event outside of just shiny hunting? And I have 
the shiny family complete, so I'm probably not going to be focused too much on this one. Yeah. Um, and because an XP like Marty at 50, don't talk to me about level 60. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> um, I do like the experience bonus goes for curve throws as well. The last few times we've gotten this, it's only been for nice, great, and excellent. So it's just a, it's a small touch that even if you miss the throw, oh. you can get experience for it. That is a nice change. I didn't even recognize yeah. that. Wow. It's it's very small experience, obviously, because a, a nothing curveball is only 150 experience, but yeah, it adds but up. Exactly. It does. And and there are a lot of players that struggle with throwing accuracy, you know. <laughs> so, uh, hey, I wasn't going to say any names, Kyle. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, but honestly, like there are people that that don't habitually land their, their throws, right? Curveball throws are difficult. A lot of players still just do the straight throw too, you know? So, you know, you're right. Yeah. That's a good call out. Uh, Fish, you strike me as a Hitmonchan sort of guy, or do I have you wrong? Hmm. Uh, I'm actually more of a Hitmontop fan. And once again, it all comes back to PVP because Hitmontop is a, a bit of a sneaky pick in Ultra League as a hundo. Uh, really? Hitmonchan does have a little bit of something, something going on as well, but uh, Hitmontop, I think, is the better of the three. Hitmonlee, unfortunately, doesn't have much happening at the moment. We're just waiting for uh, a low sweep to get some sort of buff. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, Hitmonchan's cool because it has access to the, the the punch suite, right? So That's you have a right. lot of coverage. Full um, coverage. But- Hitmonlee's got like nothing, really. Yeah, like uh, um, low kick isn't a good move. Yeah, uh, and that was that's its kick. move. And it's Bummer. just uh, yeah, it just doesn't have access to a good fast move. It's also got oh, hang on, no, it was given double kick in the okay. last update. Yeah, so that's good. Ooh. And then it's got um, close combat and Stone Edge is its recommended move set. So two, um, yeah, that that's like two high cost moves. But then, like Hitmon Top has exactly that same uh, move, well, charge move move set anyway. Um, but it has yeah, counter, one. right? It does, as opposed to the double kick, and it's much bulkier. So the stat yes. product in Great League is eighteen eighty, which is uh, like al- almost Vigoroth level. Bulk and Hitmon Lee is at fifteen ninety seven, which is um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's bad. <laughs> also, Hitmon Top just is objectively better because it also does the whole like mind games, like I'm fighting you while spitting on my head thing. Yes, like, it can really just psych people out. It's and incredibly that's intimidating. Right, that's right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, that's the Catch Mastery event. That's season 10. That's Hoenn Global Tour and our thoughts on it. And that's even Gimme Ghoul <laughs> in Pokemon Go. It's a lot of stuff. Very exciting and also a little bit confusing on the things that are not exciting. I'm hoping that some event details will bring a little bit more uh, motivation to the table for the average trainer. Because at this point in time, you know, we're kind of asking these questions like, Somebody give me a reason to be excited about this. Like, I think I said that two or three times and I, I shouldn't have to say that that should be kind of obvious. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. We'll see how a lot of these things shake out. Maybe it'll be fantastic. I'm holding out hope. Mm-hmm. 
But we would be remiss if we did not cover one important aspect of the Season 10 update. But I'm not going to be holding the reins. We're going to give it to our PvP experts, Fish and DeFi-E. So please, tell us about the GBL updates that were also published today. Okay, I would love to tell you more about this, Chris. So Go Battle League Rising Heroes update starts on Wednesday, March 1st at noon Pacific time. As always, don't forget to star piece. It'll be long gone. So hopefully you star pieced. Zionic always puts out a tweet with Rafiki from the Lion King to put on a star piece when you claim your uh, Go Battle League rewards for the season. Uh, They put out the schedule. I don't think we need to dive too deep into it, but there are a lot of different cups, fantasy cup, color cup, psychic cup, uh, multiple little cups, I think. Little cup comes up at least twice, plus an element cup. So we have three tiny cups throughout the season. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's your excited groan or no. (laughs) (laughs) 500 CPs. Just, oh, I don't like them. I I don't think you're going to like it. (laughs) There's one week, March 29th to April 5th, that it's Open Master League and Little Cup are your options. Let's go. That's a bad bad set of (laughs) options. All right. And then the second to last week, it's Master League or Element Cup Little Edition. So another. Those are. (laughs) Okay. Was there anything else, Fish, you wanted to point out about just the schedule? They've they're finishing off with Catch Cup again which they did not do this season. Uh, so if cat, if you're a person who likes Catch Cup, then that's something to look forward to. I don't I like Catch Cup. Those, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to like find any of those people here. No. So, I, so that I won't be playing the last week because it's either Catch Cup or Master League. So... <laughs> Is there a is there an argument for why Catch Cup would be good and maybe it just doesn't like jive with us? Like, what's the other side of this? I think it's just to celebrate the Pokemon you caught that season, I think is yeah. the thematic thing. However, for example, if this season I caught a new Hitmontop, I'm, unless it's better than the one I'm currently using, I'm probably like, I don't feel a need to use Stardust to power it up. Yeah, that makes sense. I I think the idea is supposed to be it makes it a more level playing field because everybody's had the same amount of opportunity to catch mm. Pokemon this season. But the problem is, like DeFi said, the investment is counter to the base idea. Because if somebody is willing to put in, you know, all of the candy and Stardust to make a new XL Azumarill or something. Mm-hmm. That puts them at a huge advantage to somebody who is just catching and using what they caught near 1500 CP. Yep. And also, when you do a research task, you can end up putting it in your stack for an indefinite amount of time. Yep. Mm-hmm. So people Claire. have access to, po- like, a couple people might have access to a really PvP powerful Pokemon in their research stack and just oh happen to have caught it. I can't, I can't <laughs> imagine having that commitment and amount of resources to invest for catch cup for a week <laughs> I mean, yeah like i can't even stack the stardust bonus ones in my research stack and i always say i'm gonna do it i get like three deep and i'm like where did all these bell sprout come from oh my uh <laughs> my stack has probably got like 20 plus pokemon but that's only because i just don't catch them like for convenience sake yeah yep okay sorry continue <laughs> all right moving on uh palmer we mentioned go battle day palmer 
will be Saturday, March 25th. It's a full Go Battle day. And there will be a free battle-themed time research available. Rewards include gloves inspired by Palmer. I'd like to note that the Palmer pose and outfit is not in the in the copy. So we don't yeah. know what it looks like. However, I can describe it to you. He wears like a green, like open jacket. He's got like kind of a beige dress shirt and brown pants. His jacket is pretty cool looking. Um, like, but yeah, kind of like a beige, like almost like a sweater, like a turtleneck. If that you're he's watching got under the there. video version, I'll try to throw that up as well. All right. Tower Tycoon Palmer is his title. So I'm very curious to see what his pose and such will look like. Um, here's where I have a problem. Here's where I start to have a problem, I guess. <laughs> Go Battle Day Stardust, Sunday, May 15th. A paid battle-themed time research awarding increased Stardust will be available for $1 or the equivalent pricing tier in your local currency. I believe this is the first time that they've charged us for a Go Battle Day timed research. I'm not, it's only a dollar, but I'm not a fan. It's, I, I, it's not uh, a good, it's not a good press like slope to start on. No, I, I I never like to, um, uh, criticize the company for trying to monetize things. So as much as I don't particularly like it, I'm I'm not going to hold it against them for, for starting to charge for the research. The, a question, though, to kind of help me put in perspective, because I don't keep retain this information anymore. Aren't the Go Battle Day for Stardust usually three times Stardust bonus, or has it always been four? It's four times Stardust for win rewards. But I, I mean, I know that for this one, has it always been four? I think so. I think it's okay. always been four. So, yeah. In, okay, in I, this, somewhere in my of- mind said it was three, so I was I wanted to clarify because. Maybe the rewards for this one dollar paid will be better than what the free one they've been giving, which doesn't make it any better, but at least makes it more worth the dollar. If it's the same rewards that we've gotten in the Pasco battle days, this this is terrible. This is awful. I have to wait and see for that verdict, though. For sure. Okay. Is one one other question about this is. Is this the first time that they've excluded rank up rewards from the Stardust bonus as well? Um, no. No, I think no, this is they... standard copy. This does not yeah. include end of set okay. rewards and will not stack. Okay. Um, that's pretty standard copy, I think. Okay, good deal. That's because if they had changed that, that would have been a real bummer. Yeah. <laughs> um. In terms of Pokemon that you'll be getting, rank one, you get a guaranteed Dragonair, rank six, Marini, and then at ace rank, you'll get an Axu guaranteed, which can be shiny. Uh, at veteran, you at 2,500, which is veteran, you get a Noibat, which can be shiny. Elite is Gumi, that 2,750, cannot be shiny. And then the ultimate prize, a Pika Libre at legend rank, which, if you are lucky, can be shiny. The ultimate flex. They have lots of standard encounters, which are pretty similar to what they've been doing, where you get at rank 20, you have access to the five-star raid bonuses, or you have access to the five-star raid boss once you hit rank 20, which is pretty nice. I've really liked the inclusion of Hisui and Sneasel. I think Snorlax is new. Lapras, I also think, is new to this season. Anything else stick out for you, Fish? uh, At rank one, I don't think they had that last year, last season. 
And then there's like a ponyta in the season of heroes, yeah. like picture. Mm-hmm. So that, that makes sense to me, but otherwise not too much is available there or like too much is different. there. just a lot of the same standard encounters. Then Lapras go back. Too? Lapras. Yeah. Lapras, I, mean, I, yeah. I like Lapras being in there. Yeah. Lapras is a fun Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, go Battle League timed research pass for our most dedicated battlers. A pass to access battle themed time research will be available in the Ian Game Shop at no cost. That's important. Once Go Battle League Rising Heroes begins, so that has remained free. I've seen people complain on Twitter that they monetized this one, and it is want to make sure we say that is continues to be free. Um, and then the avatar items and other rewards uh, are not pictured. But it's the same kind of structure that they have been. At ace rank, you get the Palmer shirt. At veteran rank, you get his shoes. At expert, you get his pants. Uh, and legend rank, you will get his pose. So they do list the... Um, they do describe the cups that they'll be introducing throughout the season. But I think we will give attention to those as they come up throughout the season. Right now, we have some important stuff to discuss. <laughs> Fish, why don't why don't you let us know what the attack availability updates are for this Go Battle League season? Well, DeFi, uh, <laughs> since you ask, uh, this season, Exploud has been buffed. They are giving Exploud the new charged attack Boom Burst. Final. Flygon has been buffed. It will be getting the new charged attack, Boom Burst. <laughs> Como O is getting the new charged attack, Boom Burst. <laughs> Fish, I need you to be careful with that word buff, because buff implies that these Pokemon are better for having these moves. And oh, they really? all okay. get worse. Oh, no. Really? Yeah, no, fine. my apologies. I mean, I mean, they can't get actually worse. <laughs> They, they do. Um, they they get less the, wins with they, these moves. They've still got the same moveset. You just don't use the boom burst. True. But if you were to give them boom burst, they'd get worse. So it's not a buff. <laughs> like, it's just like, no, no, no. They're still just as fine. You just don't use the new move. You don't use the new move. <laughs> and, uh, then we've got Whimsicott now has access to the fast attack Fairy Wind. Uh, okay. Yeah, right? It's it's something. And Jellicent can now learn the charged attack surf. Hmm. An Ultra League Sure. That might I think that'll make I think that'll make a splash in the Ultra League meta. So that's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, Deepa. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean so the PvP community, small as it is has been making a lot of noise in the last three months about how the meta, particularly in Great League, is incredibly centralized and there's a lot of rock, paper, scissors going on at the moment, but particularly between the four major picks of Noctowl, Trevenant, Metachem, and Galarian Stunfisk. And for a long time, we were all talking about, oh, what could they do to fix it? What could they buff? What could they nerf? What could they introduce? And I, I described this to someone on Twitter this way, where it's like you, you've you been waiting for half a year for your birthday to come around. 
and you finally it finally comes around you get your gift you're really excited you tear open the wrapping and it's an a second hand pair of socks <laughs> with a hole in it it's like it's with it's, holes in them it was holes in them it's it's actually i'm finding it actually quite funny that they've just picked the most inconsequential things to give to the most inconsequential Pokemon. Exploud is is still just as irrelevant with Boomburst as as it ever was. Flygon here, sure, it's it's got some kind of niche play, but Boomburst is not going to be of any help. Coma O, same deal. Whimsicott with Fairy Wind. Okay, that might be something. I can see it being uh, a bit of a a challenge to Metacham, uh, Trevenant, and Galarian Stunfisk with its charge move combination of Grass Knot and Hurricane. And like the if I mentioned, Jellicent can uh, can provide a bit of like bait pressure and same type attack bonus damage with surf this is just not even in the same galaxy as enough <laughs> to 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 address the issues that we were facing this season okay my turn <laughs> <laughs> i am upset with this because i you can't even claim incompetence on the part of niantic because there is a group, a PvP group of people that have a lot of really good ideas that tell Niantic what would work. I want to just read J.R. Honda's tweet from today. He says, Today I feel like that time I wrote a 100-page research paper and turned it in well in advance. My professor gave it back with a nice shiny A+. When I asked them what their thoughts were, they replied, Oh, we didn't read it. Thanks for the effort, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's just very frustrating yeah. because this is yeah. this is intentional. This is they are intentionally not putting the time and effort into Go Battle League or in PvP in general because they have the information. They're just not putting the resources and the time in, which is incredibly defeating. And the only positive, I think, is the fact that the community is very uh, together in being frustrated about this. It is a united frustration. Twitter today was <laughs> was uh, a joy for me to be on. I'm so because glad I'm not on Twitter. And, and, and by, <laughs> by joy, I just mean like it was really interesting. I don't actually mean I'm not like happy to see people upset, but I, you know, I like having things to read. And so I, I saw I saw Jarrah Honda's tweet and I was like, that's actually heartbreaking. Like, holy cow. Mm. Speedy made a tweet too that was, I'm really trying to find a silver lining here, but this is rough, right? Honestly, I just feel gutted today, disappointed. And then people just retweeting stuff like for PB poke as well, saying similar things for me, it's not the lack of meta shakeup, but the lack of care and thoughtfulness in the new move updates we are getting. Um, and then I scroll and I see this tweet from PVP Steve that says 
boom burst explode let's go (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i love pvpers man just (laughs) we're all just if you if you don't laugh about it you're gonna cry about it right i I know plenty of people who want to cry about it so yeah that makes sense yeah i just i cannot think of a good reason because that one person brought up to me like oh maybe they don't want to put new move updates during the competitive season but the competitive season's year long like it ends Mm. it ends in august and starts in september and it's february now worlds isn't until august there's a whole not like if they didn't want to make a huge move shakeup, maybe in the june update maybe i could see that but even then you still have like months until worlds and that kind of hits on something that like uh, i normally try and uh approach niantic decisions as well they will have a reason for it we're not just we're just not privy to it right um and that's kind of what's missing for me here where i just can't think of a single thing that that would explain their thought process as to why why this is their decision like okay we need to update the meta that we need to update movesets let's give boom burst to these three pokemon (laughs) like what thought process goes into that why why yep i've seen a lot of like asleep at the wheel comments today and that would imply that there's someone behind the wheel (laughs) (laughs) so yeah do, do, do you two think it's it's an absolute absence of care or they're like whatever they're just like trying to kill gbl or do you really think that maybe this was just a lack of resources and resources are going somewhere else i mean i feel like both are some sort of functional um uh i want to say failure Mm. but a shortcoming right when you talk Mm. about it from a company perspective but what what's the read here because you know people will take this personally and i understand that because you know people are very passionate about it but it's also important to take a step back and be like are they doing this because they hate me or are they doing this because they didn't have time or people? Right. I yeah. think, but I think that's an active choice. We had mm. a go battle league community manager and that's been gone for over a year. Yeah. Like we had someone at the wheel and we don't anymore. So like that team is smaller. So I'm sure that team doesn't have the resources and time that they need. And I, I don't want to be, like I would be remiss if I didn't say that I know there are people at Niantic who care about oh, the yeah. battle league and PVP. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. There are mm-hmm. great people at Niantic who care. And I should, pro- should probably should have emphasized that at the start because I know mm-hmm. that that's true. But I just think as an overall company, this isn't what they're putting their resources in. If they're putting them in live events, that doesn't feel <laughs> like, then what are they putting their efforts in? Cause the live event in Vegas didn't go off without a hitch. Like we haven't seen yeah. anything notable up from AR in the game recently. Like when was the last time like AR photos and scans got an update? Well, we, where where are we putting? Where are the resources going? They they stopped letting people that just scan the floor make those scans. <laughs> so <there's> that. <laughs> but do do you know what I mean? Like what? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. a very lackluster overall season update i'm very interested in the question of do they actually not care 
or do they think that this is somehow helpful to the community? Like, mm. do, are they, are they, what did they put out this blog post saying like, enjoy, like, uh, we're, we're, like, um, do, did they, it's kind of like someone saying like, Hey, I know you like baseball cards. So I got you this Evan Meek, like just in a, a, a obscure one that like no one cares about. Um, <laughs> like, did, did, did they think that they were giving this to us thinking that they were helping us? No, or did no they because the, the no. PVP group gave them the, what would be helpful. Yeah. I think right. the biggest takeaway for me is somebody who's completely on the outside from everything PVP related. I, I tie it to my PVP experience in other games, specifically another mobile game I've mentioned before called Summoner's War. This Pokemon Go updates less frequently than Summoner's War did. And Summoner's War community had an issue with how infrequent those updates were. Mm. And the biggest difference is Pokemon Go updates are raw number updates. Like you can calculate, you can simulate how Pokemon and how changes are going to be when you put them into Pokemon Go. Obviously, player skill when you use it is going to be a factor, but at a baseline. And in a lot of other games, that takes a lot of play testing to figure out. And mm-hmm. you don't even need to do that at a base level for Pokemon Go. So some changes should be no-brainers for to figure out. And as the yeah. PvP community has proven time and again, they can figure it out. Mm. It's just not Niantic's priority, I I feel. I think it's safe to say that without saying that they don't care. You can say that that's not a priority for them right now and and not also say that they just don't care about battlers, right? Because if it's not a priority, it implies that they do care about it and we'll get back to it later. And mm-hmm. honestly, I really feel like that's the case here, but that doesn't make this feel good. No, absolutely but, not. But to answer your question, Fish, I don't think they gave it out just from my perspective and thought that they were like doing anybody a favor. They would probably mm-hmm. be like, yeah, here's we're maintaining the status quo to a degree so that we can eventually get to a point where we can look at this in a different way. It almost would have been better if they didn't do sure. any new moves at all. And we're just like, hey, please look forward to the next update and then give us like a vague time, like later this year or yeah. early this summer or something and be like, and we will be addressing more move updates and things like that at that time. Because that would that would say something like it, it, it at least would not communicate to somebody at all like do they think they're doing something with this you know (laughs) i do have one other thing it's a fair question yeah 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 yeah. and again like my heart just hurts for the people who do put a lot of time and effort into trying to inform niantic like the people on those groups that just feel like they're not being heard Mm -hmm. like that is very frustrating like feeling like you have just a one-way relationship the other frustrating thing that's not on this but i feel like has to be said they did have a Pokemon update, a great Pokemon that is very good in PvP. Howlucha is now available. Oh, oh, yes, we had to talk about that. Oh no, I Karamba. It's very good. It breaks the core meta. It solves the problem, but it's region locked to Mexico. And I'm not mad that it's region locked to Mexico. How Lucha was always going to be region locked to Mexico. Yeah. Like yeah. that's. We knew but this, it didn't. Yeah. It didn't have to be good. Right. <laughs> it, 
like it it tro, tropius is like the like it's okay in pvp but it's not great it's not core meta this is a core meta pokemon with the move set that it currently has now this is the day before release so they potentially could debuff it but that's going to be very frustrating. I've seen also a lot of people are suddenly going to be visiting their fifth cousin in Mexico. <laughs> um, people are going to be taking yeah. a quick trip to Mexico. Mm-hmm. And that's very frustrating. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what a mess. Yeah, it's like, uh, like that in itself wouldn't be a, a problem. Uh, like even if it was uh, a meta breaker in any other season the fact that it's combined with all of the rest of this stuff that's going on just it's makes salt it to an the wound extra thing yeah 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 they should just make regionals um non-eligible yeah yeah they could they could do that that's that is something they could do or like ineligible and play pokemon events outside of mexico sure oh yeah that would be cool mm-hmm. i feel like that would take a lot of work though probably in order to do that like for each regional to some degree i mean you probably only have to address like one or two tropius and and halucha mm-hmm. but is there another regional that is good in pvp that's a scary heracross, brain. heracross, oh, heracross. and yeah. Re- like relicanth in a very niche sense but none of them to this extent none of them huh. none of them oh, like I, this i once won a, a go cast auto rec tournament with chatot Let's go. Have a a fourteen ninety chatot sitting in your inventory or something? Uh, It was like fourteen seventy three, and it had the move heat wave. (laughs) Okay, amazing. But I think I think that's all the the update. So we mentioned how lucha and why I am. And again, I should have brought it up at the top. I know there are people at Niantic who care. I know that they exist, but this just feels bad. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's just an honest review. I mean, everybody listening here knows that our takeaway, even if we talk and criticize something, we always have positive takeaways. We do our best. We try to cover these things as fairly as possible. And this just like, like DeFi said, it just feels bad. And that's the honest Mm -hmm. truth. Um, Which, you know, the silver lining here is that the next update will just be that much better. Right. Because if it's, (laughs) unless it's this again, right if if there's anything in it that you're like oh sweet like it'll it'll just feel great right i want to see them like i want to see what happens if they can somehow find a way to make it worse yeah okay <laughs> I'm, you know i'm 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 all for that too <laughs> <laughs> all right so i think that rounds out the news section uh we will not be doing gear up or pokalore this week since we have um a, a full house of hosts uh and we like discussing stuff so in order to uh respect all y'all's time we're going to move on to pokepole next so last week's pokepole was what was your top highlight from pokemon go to or hoenn global event this weekend <sighs> well so we didn't actually get to answer this last week so why don't we go first before we read anybody else uh fish why don't we start with you what was your top moment if you had to pick one thing that happened uh i mean i've i've said i'm on record 
before as uh, saying that I'm I've never been too much of a, a shiny hunter. It's never been something I play the game for. However, um, getting the unknown N was pretty cool. I I knew how rare and sought after that would be, and so I I did enjoy seeing that. So that's mine. All right, all right, Chris. Uh, I have to think of a new one because it was the Hundo Groudon, but that was from Vegas. <laughs> okay. Am I allowed to say my my new gaggle of gulpin? Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, you can. All the gulpin, man. All the gulpin. Defy, I know you didn't really get to play. Was there anything that stood out from the raids or anything that you got to do? Uh, this is more of a Knoxville experience in general and not necessarily Hoenn Tour, but getting to... Like right, I had like an hour after the event before after the regional wrapped, and I had to get to the airport. And I had a quick lunch with friends. I did a lucky trade with someone. Uh, we did some raids. It was like rise to occasion, and then a bunch of like our champion, and then a bunch of girls that PvP. We were sitting at this like sushi restaurant. Uh, oh, there's a raid over here. We can do and quick doing it, or oh, let's hop in this one and just luring up the stop. So I got a very concentrated small play hour that's when i got the surf skit so just the small amount of time that i did get to play with my friends and do some lucky trades that was really nice for me it was the first shiny gulpin that i got so chris and i with uh similar answers there but let's go i had just messaged chris asking how it was doing and stuff and he's like you get any new shinies i just got the gulpin and i'm like no and then, like, three minutes later, I texted him a picture because I just caught the shiny gulpin. <laughs> uh, and shiny gulpin is a is kind of a dear one to me because it was the first shiny I ever got at full odds in a main series game. So that one's excited. And it's marked. I'll, I'll probably max that at some point just because of the, the sentiment behind it. So in in the future. Can I change my answer really quick? Sure. I do love the gulpin, and this technically happened after the event, but it was an egg. Shiny Torkoal, like I mentioned before. Get wrecked, Tyler. Thank you. <laughs> well, hang on. Did Tyler hatch any shinies from eggs this weekend? Did you ask? I don't think. I don't know. I don't, I, so. I don't know. Tyler walks. I, you never know. <laughs> Tyler does <laughs> walk. Yes. Yes, he does. Uh, all right. On to everyone's answers, though. First one's from Sarah Amanda, and they said, Visit my sister for Hoenn Tour. There was a particular in-game name that I had noticed a lot around the area because they had nominated stops and submitted new photos. I actually bumped into them on Saturday while playing. Turns out she lives on the same street as my sister, and she's an admin of the local Pogo Facebook Messenger group. My head exploded in surprise at this name-to-face revelation. <laughs> That's... That's it's always fun to to meet somebody you've only ever seen online and in text. You're like, it's very wholesome. You're, you're that person. What? Oh my <laughs> god! You don't look anything like I thought you would. Everybody says that. <laughs> the next response is from Dad, and they said, "My favorite moment of Hoenn Tour is when I realized that I was getting Latios Mega Energy and not Beedrill Mega Energy from spinning stops and gyms." Was not expecting it. Very happy to have it. I was I was using a plus to spin for the entire day. 
until the very end and I spun a stop and I saw the mega energy and I'm like, wait, <laughs> what? So you weren't you weren't catching any Keckley on then, huh? Uh like four or five. All right. Okay. Wasn't a problem. Like I said, I did raids the whole day. That was my only interest for the most part. The next one's from the form of an email, and their name is Cassith. They said, hi, Kyle and Chris. Whereas my weekend with Hoenn Tour was just okay at best. The one catch that's the most memorable was my first ever Shundo, which was a Groudon. Let's go. I was just excited to finally catch a shiny Groudon, but I praised it, and there it was. Those beautiful red IVs. I've never seen anything so beautiful. And it can be primal. The primal looks so good. The primal does look so good. Next response from 907 Charizard. They said, my favorite moment of Hoenn Tour is catching eight shiny gulpins. And yes, they do love me. We've been been beaten out, though. That's 907 Charizard got as many gulpins as we both did put together. (laughs) Yeah, but like 907 Charizard and, and 907 Snorlax, they're they're just quite super players super players yeah they're, they're super players i do believe that term. uh both of them had an enormous amount of gifts spent for that last uh bonus yeah last month so yeah yeah oh man next response to the form of an email is from drew two and they said hi gents First, I need to apologize for not apologizing for the length of my previous Pokepole answer. It was very long, and I apologize. Apology accepted. As for my top highlight of my Hoenn tour, it wasn't actually one of my catches, but rather one of my sons. His name starts with an H, so of course, his main goal for the event was to find a shiny unknown H. Five minutes into the second day, he caught an unknown H that was not only shiny, but tiny, extra, extra small as well. To say he was excited was an understatement. We spent the rest of the day hunting for more unknowns so he could get XL candy to bring it up to level 50. After lots of catching and trading, it's now level 48 and well on its way to becoming the best worthless level 50 Pokemon ever. (laughs) Sorry for the long email. Drew too. That's awesome. I can't wait to see the level 50 shiny unknown. Best buddy, of course. Best worthless level 50 Pokemon. Love it. Our last response is from Braxton in the form of an email. And they said, good evening, gentlemen. Braxton here. I hope the two of you are doing fantastic. I am. Is everybody else? Yeah. Yeah? No? Chris, not good. I'm all right. Yeah. I'm doing all right. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm still a little under the weather. I'm fading. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost there. It's okay. And I had a great Hoenn tour. I've been listening to the podcast for a couple of months now, and I just got to say that I love what you guys are doing. It is full of fun facts and useful information coming up in the game, which I often find extremely useful and entertaining. Anyways, I apologize for sending this a week or too late, but in response to the question about my most disappointing catch, as many of us do, I pop my daily incense just about every day in hopes of a chance at one of the legendary Galarian birds. I'm going to need a sample size on most people using the daily incense, but... Yeah, I want to see. Maybe it's just me. I, it could just be me. I, I, I know I'm, I'm bad. <laughs> <laughs> On this specific occasion, it was in the last minute of my incense with zero luck when out of nowhere, there it was. A glaring mole trace had appeared. I was stoked to have finally run into one after so long. 
And on top of that, it was like 300 CP, which is supposed to make the catch way easier. I nervously yet excitedly golden razzed it and threw an ultra ball. And after one, two, three bobs, I caught it. I was so happy I'd caught one. But wait, there was a twist. To my surprise, right after I caught it, the screen displayed one simple yet devastating word. Oh, it was a Zerua. <laughs> I was completely fooled by a Zerua, making it a disappointing yet funny moment. I know that after hearing that, many of the listeners probably realized that I had a glaring mole trace in my buddy Pokemon, hence the Zerua encounter. So I don't have much room to talk. <laughs> Despite that, it was still a disappointing catch, and I thought I just had to share it. Anyways, thank you for the hard work you put into the podcast, Kyle and Chris. Sorry for the long email, Braxton. And Fish and DeFi. And Fish and DeFi. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's great to hear that because it means that the work that Niantic put into Zerua worked. It, yes. it, it, even just for a very small number of people, it works. <laughs> and that makes it worth it I, think. I was so startled the other day when i saw a shiny metacham like oh my that God. wasn't my buddy <laughs> on the field i was like what is th- oh yeah <laughs> like there's that heart moment and then yeah like, oh yeah like, my oh right now no that's the rue i got you but then it's when it, when it blends in perfectly it's like <gasps> i've been uh having my hundo groudon that i've been also been primal uh primal evolving right uh, and so when I see a Zerua, I know it because that Primal Groudon just fills my screen. Oh my God. It's so big. <laughs> I can't click anything else if I wanted to. Ugh. All right. So for this week's Pokepole, we have, if you were to create a new Pokemon type, what would it be? Feel free to give as little or as much detail as you'd like when you respond as well. If you want to give weaknesses or background or strength, like, cool, cool. But, you know, don't feel pressured, dear listener and dear co-hosts, I suppose. Something just to have a little fun with. Yeah. So, yeah. Who would like to go first? I can't really take credit for these because I've seen them around online, but nuclear is one that I've seen. Ooh. That seems very interesting. Also okay. sound. Because we have so many like sound-based moves. You can't mm. take two. I can't take two. <laughs> sound was going to be my answer. Okay. <laughs> no, that's good. Answer. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Nuclear I have not heard of before. That's a wild one. Yeah. I wonder what the effectiveness of nuclear would be. Got to be close to poison, right? Maybe like yeah. a mixture of poison yeah. and electric stuff. Yeah, but like it, I think it should be super effective against steel. Just as a as a balancing act, it seems like that would be something that. Oh, I would I would have gone. Uh, steel would resist nuclear. No, steel has too many resistances. You have to do it I even know. if it doesn't make sense. But- ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's fair. Uh, I was thinking the space type. Yeah, mm. mm-hmm. I do. I do like that space or like cosmic or something. Yeah, cosmic Pokemon. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Deoxys is a, a slam dunk for that. Um, Lunala LGM, as well. Lunala. Um, maybe maybe uh, like there could be a bunch of Ultra Beasts that, um, that you could make cosmic type. Um, I imagine it would have to resist dark Pokemon. Um, 
As for the other types, uh, I guess it could be immune to fighting. Um, yeah. That's I mine. like that. I like oh, that yeah. quite a bit. I think it also like helps with the issue of us just being buried in psychic legendaries all the time. Yeah. Help diversify that pool quite a bit. So it's got a lot That's of value. Process there too. Yeah. Go yes. ahead, Kyle. No, it's it. This is not fair for going last because y'all took my answers. My answer was <laughs> definitely space or slash oh, cosmic really? kind of idea. Um. Although I think. I think for me, because I'm that's still my answer, but I'm thinking differently for effectiveness. Yes, it would. I think it should be super effective against psychic because there's so many psychic legendaries that could be cosmic instead, and mm -hmm. super effective against steel as like kind of man made <laughs> versus cosmic entities, space, time, stuff like that. Okay, sure. What and would be just, super effective against it? Uh, no, Cosmic would be super effective against Steel because... Yeah, yeah. Man so, so what would you make super effective against? Uh, pro I, probably Fairy, and I know that's... Everyone's like, no, don't come yeah, make no, Fairy I better. Like that. Fairy because uh, it's like the make-believe or the mythical against mm -hmm. something that encompasses mm. everything. So, yeah. All right, Chris. Okay. Here. Mine is a new type, but it is meant to replace something else. Okay. Um, okay. I would like to replace normal type with the beast type or animal type. One Ooh. of those. Because normal seems to be kind of a catch all for things that are just like, hey, yeah, it's a it's a rabbit. Uh, it's it's a bird. You know, something like that. And I think beast would be cool because even if it acts the same way strengths weaknesses or otherwise it gives it identity and it gives it personality and i feel like that's so much more important than just having a, a catch-all normal type um, but if they did want to change it a little bit beast type would be pretty cool like think about manky instead of making it fighting type it could be beast type right or beast fighting or something like that and uh there would be an emphasis on the sort of moves that you would like to see on or or that you would expect to see on something that would be described as a beast like fury swipes and, and double kick and things like that there's a there's a regular suite of moves that you see on these normal types and you're like why do they all get double kick and stuff like that beast makes that make more sense in my brain i think yeah, so it would like be the that. same type resistances as normal though Still. probably probably yeah i think that would make the most sense mm -hmm. okay Okay. Because I make it super effective against something. I don't know, ground. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. It just it needs something. I don't know. Or um <laughs> or grass. Yeah. Because animals eat grass. Yeah, yeah. That's that's I'm I'm pretty sure I remember that from, from school, right? Don't don't cows and Wheat horses, to fire? they eat grass? Pretty sure. <laughs> weak to fire? Yeah. Maybe. I'm not entirely sure. Um yeah, probably weak to fire. That would make a lot of yeah. sense. <laughs> Okay. Uh, in Australia, we barbecue everything. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> they should just make clawets for a week to fire, but only yeah. in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> Location-based type effectiveness. That's right. That's right. Uh, but anyway, dear listener, if you would like to answer this week's Pokeball question, uh, you can answer when we post it on Twitter. If you're in our patron group, we have our Discord channel that's dedicated to it on the patron Discord. 
You can also answer the question uh, when we post it on Spotify through uh, the app. You can actually look through on Spotify and answer the question there. We can pull responses from there. And last but not least, you can also send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com or you can send us uh, a voicemail by calling 262-586-7717. And once more, the question is this week, if you were to create a new Pokemon type, what would it be? And feel free to give as little or as much detail as you'd like. Normally, this is where uh, we would take a little pause and pass on over to Fish and DeFi, but I don't even have to do that. They're right here. Yes, Hello. Do your, do your thing. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have a lot to cover since we didn't record last week, and we're going to try to do it as efficiently as possible since we already covered the... Uh, the big update. I, we're not going to really dive into any of the metas today. We'll talk more next week. But I do have one last thing to say about that update because I neglected to mention it earlier. Oh, okay. There were so many typos in that blog post. There were <laughs> so many errors when it was first released. It was really embarrassing to read. Like it was cringy to read. Wrong like the graphics, Pokemon, dang. like the wrong yeah. graphics. They had the wrong like league. Um, pictures like they shiny had sparkles not shiny, on Pokemon. Yeah. yeah like it was very like it just didn't feel like it was proofread mm-hmm. at all yeah so were, i would you like were, you were preaching to the right person right now <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna leave all of that behind and talk about play pokemon we are sitting with everybody a an absolute champion Someone who has punched mm-hmm. their ticket to Yokohama, Japan. Congratulations, Kyle. Fish on a Kyle. heater. <laughs> Kyle, yeah. I, I didn't know. <laughs> all right. So, Fish, I'm going to highlight uh, your run a little bit, and then you can tell us all about, like, anything, like, your thoughts on the weekend. But just for everyone at home that maybe didn't know, uh, Fish top cut in the Oceana International Championships that took place in all the casters said Melbourne, and it hurt me yeah yeah and uh a note on that like i feel like australians tend to berate uh americans for saying melbourne um and so i think they over adjusted by by saying melbin and it it Uh, hurt my heart um i refused how how is how is the Uh, melbourne like like to fire burn melbourne melbourne yeah like that's how it that's how I would have said it. And every time they <laughs> Not said the Melbourne, Melbourne identity. No, no. no. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> but fish had a fantastic run. He uh, stayed on the winner side of the bracket for most of the tournament until we got mm-hmm. to day two. He two owed snipe bra and then had a really tough opponent. Yakobovich who ended up winning it all fish. What uh, lost three Oh to Yakobovich went down to the loser side of the bracket and then 3-0'd Valiant Vish, who no. is no. a... It was, uh, I won the first two, then he won the next two. Okay, so it was 3-2? Two, two? It was 3-2, yeah. We okay. went to the fifth battle, that one. All right. Apologies. The graphic I'm looking That's at okay. is incorrect. <laughs> really? Um, <laughs> but still, beating Valiant Vish is a huge accomplishment because he's a phenomenal battler. Um, and then mm. Jakubovic, then we go to the grand finals and Jakubovic swept 3-0. Uh, running a pr- really meta team, Galarian, Stunfisk, Umbreon, Noctowl, Trevenant, Lantern, and Metacham. Fish's team is anything but running Umbreon, Shadow, Obama, Snow, Gliscor, 
Charizard, Lantern, and Metacham. So very different. Um, One of probably the most unique team I've seen uh, to make a champion, like to be able to go on to Worlds. So Fish, what are your overall thoughts kind of on your weekend? Anything you want to start off talking about for that? Like your Uh, thoughts going into the weekend, your team construction? Yeah, there, there's there's so much to talk about. I have no idea where to start. I mean, you you mentioned team construction, um, so I guess I'll start there. I put together my team with the main goal of reducing the rock paper scissors factor, which we've talked about a lot in the past, and we've even mentioned it on this podcast. It's that idea of you know if you, Trevenant is a really really great Pokemon, but uh, everyone's bringing Noctowl to their teams, and if you get if you get your Trevenant locked in against a Noctowl, you've suddenly got no play. Uh, no matter how much energy you've banked up, no matter how much of a shield advantage you've got, you, you are going to lose that matchup. Uh, no matter how well you've played in the rest of the battle. Same with like um, uh, uh, like a, a Galarian Sunfisk against a Noctowl. That's not quite as bad, but it's it's still pretty bad. You know, Trevenant against Lantern. Lantern's really good, but you know it just has nothing against the uh, Trevenant. So um, yeah, my my aim was to reduce that factor as much as possible. Most of the picks that I had had some kind of play against the things that would counter them. Um, I was originally thinking of using Shadow Charizard because that can take out a Lantern in two Blast Burns, but I ended up just swapping that out for a regular Charizard just because I felt like the extra bulk there would come in very handy. Like during the uh, tournament a few times you would see me being able to tank an ice punch from a metacham for example which a shadow charizard wouldn't have been able to do All right what was it like at the venue so you've built your team you're mm-hmm. you're there what was your experience like walking into the venue at melbourne actually um uh, you know what i'm gonna bring up a tweet that i made on the morning because i, th- I don't think i can kind of sum it up better than than what i wrote there Mallfish is pulling this up i gotta say um myself and team magma tyler at owen tour vegas um and also spiritually DeFi was kind of there with us too yeah. so we were it was the first night there it was friday night and tyler's like let's go get a drink so we went we met somewhere and we're sitting in this what's essentially a sports bar i've got DeFi on my phone like we're just texting back and forth just screaming about fish and tyler and i are watching on his phone they've got like six or seven sports going on and tyler and i are just like huddled around this phone it's going fish 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 <laughs> And Chris messages me, is this what it's like to care about sports? And I'm like, <laughs> yes! Yeah, yes, that's it! Yes, it, it, it. it needs to be a t-shirt. It does. <laughs> so, yeah, walking into the like, uh, walking into the venue, it was in the Melbourne Exhibition Centre, which is on the South Bank, uh, in, in the South Bank area of Melbourne, and it's a beautiful, beautiful location. And there was just this... Uh, sense of occasion about it and i ended up taking a photo of like the the stage that they'd set up at the time it was it was empty so it was kind of the um uh, the the occasion of you know this is about to be a place where uh, a fairy tale will come true for someone 
And so I wrote, there's a unique sense of occasion around these events. Anyone can play, but you still feel a sense of achievement in getting there. The hype is palpable. Hundreds of people all converging in the same place with a common love. Each new person brings stories, connections, ambitions. There's equal parts focus on your own game and curiosity about everyone else's. There's celebrities and newbies, and they're all on the same playing field. Everyone has the same same opportunity to make a name for themselves. And so that's how I felt going into it. That's awesome. Yeah. What was it like battling in that venue in a place that has such a big sense of occasion? Um, I think to be honest, it um, the it wasn't that nerve wracking being in such a, a big venue with all those people around. I guess I don't know if it was because I was just focused on the day or that. I guess with there being that many people around, it's easy to just get lost among that. Like you, until you get on stage, like there's no one watching you, uh, you know, criticizing you or anything. You're just, you know, a number um, among the crowd. What was it like being on that big stage though? So they put, uh, they put headphones on you, right? And those headphones are actually playing white noise. So yeah, oh, yeah. Deepa's nodding. She she knows. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's 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 disconcerting at the start. It's just this, <laughs> and it blocks out all sound around you. So, um, you you get used to it pretty quickly, or at least I got used to it, uh, pretty quickly. And uh, being able to block out all the surrounding noise was actually uh, quite helpful for me. I didn't know you know whether I was being cheered for or booed. <laughs> um, uh, you, we could uh, communicate. With like the battlers and the coach, the, not the coach, the the battlers and the ref could communicate with each other through the microphones. There, um, I guess I am used to being watched while I battle because of all the streaming that I do. So I think that might have been an advantage coming into it. But um, I know that my first on stage opponent, PVP Steve, is also used to that. So uh, <laughs> sorry that um, that wasn't an advantage there i guess yeah boom burst explode let's go <laughs> <laughs> funny story um one of the regular play pokemon casters Tuo butters he uh is famous in the pvp scene for uh really trying to hype up shadow ampharos as a pick and he gets a lot of pushback from uh, specifically caleb peng who is like this pokemon is not good don't try if someone wins a regional or an international with Shadow Ampharos, I'm going to, like, delete my basket on. Um, <laughs> and PvP Steve, being the character that he is, he did bring a Shadow Ampharos. Um, did not get to use it against me because um, I was running Gliscor, which is such a, a, a very hard counter to it. So, unfortunately, we did not get to see the Shadow Ampharos action. And it kind of proved Caleb Peng <laughs> a little bit right. <laughs> I'm sure he loved that. Uh, what yeah. was your most memorable battle? Either the most challenging or like what's the one that you think you remember the most? Uh, I don't think there's any one particular one that stands out um, as being like the, this was the, the crowning match from the group. I just remember each time I got a win, I was like, wow, what's happening? Like this is like we're still going. Like it, it's, it's like a... 
you've got two lives in a video game, right? And like, it's uh, the further I got without having lost any of my lives, the the more excited I got about it. Um, there was so I we get to day two. The uh, for those who didn't watch it, um, only the top three battlers made it to the second day of play, and I was one of the two undefeated trainers coming into it the other one being Jakobovic who um Defi mentioned earlier um and I don't know I, th- I think it was a combination of me maybe being a little nervous and also Jakobovic being very very good but you know I got 3-0 swept in that winner's final match so I had to go and face Valiant Vish one of the most decorated uh battlers in Australia in the in the losers round in the losers final and i think that battle stands out to me because that is one where i managed to kind of pull it together i kind of shook off being swept in my previous battle and managed to uh, maintain my focus to not only not only beat him but also managed to uh win in that fifth battle as well i wasn't kind of undone by the pressure of my opponent having uh, come back and tied up the series, if that makes sense. And yeah, so that, that one kind of stands out for that reason. Um, Chris or Kyle, do you have any, I have one last question, but do you have any further questions for fish? I do. Kyle, do you have one? Nope. Well, you, you go ahead. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, the question I have is, uh, what was going on in your head prior to this? Because you, you described your team and we've talked about how you were mm. going for something that was a little non-traditional, right? Non-meta even. Not that those Pokemon that you chose were not meta in and of themselves, but as a group together in your, your ideology and methodology, you're not seeing that team listed other places and especially not mm. for the reasons that you picked them for. Was there any point up to this where you're like, oh no, what have I done? I can't believe I've invested <laughs> in something that I'm not entirely sure about or were you sure about it? You're like, what was your head, like mind, like what was your head space? Uh, going into it, um, there was only one kind of issue where I had had a practice tournament. I'd played in a practice tournament the day before I flew out. No, the, even the day of my flight out to Melbourne. And there was one particular trainer there who had a uh, team with three Pokemon in it, Registeel. It was Registeel, Altaria, and Mantine. And that trainer used those three Pokemon to absolutely blitz me. Like, I had no play uh, against it. And that gave me this crisis of the thing starts tomorrow and I've got this huge glaring hole in my team. Uh, Luckily, no one I know of brought a Mantine. Um... Uh, there were a lot of Registeel, but yeah, that um, the, that specific combination of three Pokemon was was never an issue, and I managed to handle everything else. Um, at the end of the tournament, um, yeah, uh, like the thing that Jakobovic did better than anyone else was managed to exploit his Metacham against me because I had two flyers on my team. Well, I had I had two things that were listed as Metacham counters on my team, and they were Charizard, which is a great Metacham counter, and Glasgow, which is not a particularly good Metacham counter because Metacham has Ice Punch, and Glasgow is double weak to Ice. So even though it does survive an Ice Punch, it's not comfortable. It brings it into the red. Um, it gives 
the it gives the opponent the opportunity to farm it down with something um and so that was it, it took that long and I'm glad it took that long, uh, but it did take that long for someone to figure out how to exploit that to, to break apart my team. Interesting. Okay. Anything? Did you think of another question, Kyle? No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> okay. I'm enjoying hearing, hearing the <laughs> insights. All right. Then my last one would be like, what would be your best memory from the weekend? Like your one big, uh, when you think back on this weekend fondly, what's the memory? without a doubt? Like it's uh, yeah, not not a hard question. Like the amount of support I got from the Pokemon Go community was just like I, I was like the Grinch whose heart grew three sizes. It was uh, like uh, I, I had my phone on do not disturb mode for the whole first day just so that like I knew that if I was getting messages, then I would be, you know, checking my phone and then getting distracted from the uh, battles and lose focus. So I turned off do not disturb mode at the end of day one and just the flood of discord messages and Twitter notifications that were all, uh, you know, talking about how enjoyable it was watching me and how, how happy they were for my success and how well they were saying I was, doing how like you know telling me how good the battles were um i to be loved isn't it's a, it's a wonderful feeling well i know we at the GoCast community have all of the love for you and really are happy to see you succeed and wish you the best of luck in yokohama in august which we have our dates for like you can book your <laughs> yes you can book, we can book our stay now yeah, yeah, I'm excited, and and thank you all so much for your support as well. Yeah, I think uh, I think we all just collectively lost our minds, and we're just like, <laughs> we had had some serious fish fever over that entire event. Yeah. <laughs> it it was very funny for me because I had some some very personal stuff going on that weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I finally got online after two days, and all I see is everybody I know congratulating. Me. I'm like. <laughs> Wait, what did I miss? I'm so confused right now. Yeah. yeah. So congratulations. <laughs> Thank so you. That's Thank awesome. You. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite the achievement if something happens in the PvP world and Kyle hears about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, a couple of other cool, like cool, interesting things was um i was catching the bus to the airport the next day on the monday and there were two people sitting in the row in front of me and they were playing pokemon go and i heard them talking about having watched ocic the day before and they were like oh that dude that made the finals he had such a spicy team and here's me in my like cap (laughs) and sunglasses behind them just like just burying my head in my phone um <laughs> like it could have been a shadow charizard too <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i wanted to just like um like drop something next to them and be like oh sorry but and like see if they recognize me from that oh yeah yeah, um, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and uh there was also i i'm so um upset that i've forgotten his name but there was a young man who after the second day's festivities he came up to me with his parents and wanted a photo and said he was a big fan of the GoCast podcast um i'm oh. sorry i don't remember your name but i want to give a shout out to that young man that is, that is 
incredibly wholesome. Yeah. My word. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we, we were just – everybody was just very, very excited, Fish, and it was just incredible to watch you succeed. Um, you know, it, it's just – it's cool. Kyle and I were talking – I think it was last episode about how the, the two of you have, have quickly become these celebrities on the show. And we feel like an added segment uh, to the two of you, because like when, when you both started doing PVP corner, like, you know, uh, DeFi wasn't shout casting at the time fish. You, you didn't get second place. At OCIC. <laughs> it's just, it's incredible to see mm. how much the two of you have, have accomplished and, and fish. It was just so, so fun to cheer for you. I, you know, Again, is Thanks. this what being excited over sports feels like? Because that yeah, <laughs> yeah your team did well. <laughs> yes, that's yeah, right. My team exactly. made the playoffs. <laughs> awesome. Well, can't wait to see you just absolutely wreck it uh, at Japan as well. Thank you so much. All right. We're going to end it there for PVP Corner for the most part. There's a lot left to talk about that we'll cover next week. We'll talk about the Bochum tournament. There's a Lorantis in the room that needs discussing. We need <laughs> that's very important. Uh, we can talk about my shout casting experience at Knoxville. You heard my Hohen Tour experience at Knoxville. I had a much better experience shout casting doing what I was there to do. Uh, we also have the self factions, the self. Uh, wave has wrapped up for the month and we have an email but there is one we do definitely want to talk about end of season achievements for people so fish i'll let you take that away real quick yeah absolutely so um we we collect all the kind of fun milestones and achievements that people have hit in the gocast community and also the pallet town pvp community which i help run so in pallet town we have Immy tiger flash who has hit veteran the Whiskered Beard hit Legend. Three Floyds hit a new GBL peak of 3479. Uh, Tim Arap hit Expert. We have Lily Bear, right? Uh, Bear, Chelsea, and Dark Vengeance all got to new levels in the game. So uh, level 44 for Lily Bear, 47 for Chelsea, and 49 for Dark Vengeance. Chelsea also hit Ace. Uh, Jet Force Gemini hit the leaderboard. And Ooh. fish on a heater, it hit expert. Um, <laughs> and like it's, I've, I've climbed like 350 points so far in Hoenn Tour. Like legend is still like this is the literally the last day. Legend is within reach. I have to, I have to buckle down today and try and get those last 140 odd points. Good luck uh, in the thank you in the GoCast community. We've got Camo McGee who hit legend. Mahalo high. Uh, hit the first round of hit the first round. Mahalo High won the first round of her Santa Monica community t- community tournament. And funny story, I um I was thinking of posting a picture of me holding up the trophy at OCIC in the achievements channel of the Discord. <laughs> But I like I saw that Mahalo Hyde just posted about her first round win, and I'm like, oh, that's probably a, a bit of a uh, a jerk move to <laughs> to then come in and say like, oh yeah, cool story. <laughs> anyway, boom. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Jay Engineer hit the unofficial rank 25, which is an elo of 32.50. Modders got 2,000 master league wins. Uh, Lachlan, who has sent in some voice... Yeah, uh, that was my reaction too. Lachlan, who sent in some voicemails to this uh, podcast in the past, hit rank 20, and Clifton B 89 has gotten 3,000 Master League wins. 
Oh my, my Oh bird. my god. Oh, man. We need to <laughs> check out on some yeah. people. That's oh. crazy. Yeah. yeah. I still am looking for my platinum master badge. I'm not there yet. I'm at what is it? 820 and I need a <laughs> thousand. Kyle, you you're pulling your up. I want to know. Oh, I was <laughs> going to, and then I don't want to be sad about it. I probably <laughs> don't even have the bronze. I'm not going to lie. Hang on. Uh, I'm, I've got 74 wins in my I've match. Got, in medal. I've got 40. So I have the bronze Woo! and I'm just short of the silver. <laughs> All right, but I think that's going to wrap it up for PvP Corner this week. Again, we know that there's a lot left to talk about, but I think this is a really good spot to stop for today. All right, cool. And that means that uh, we're actually going to wrap up the show right here because we are running uh, rather long. Uh, So we do have two voicemails and a few emails. We will save them for next week. Uh, Kyle and I will spend a little extra time on emails because uh, I'm sure we'll also get some other ones this week. Uh, fingers crossed if we're lucky so there we go that means that if you'd like to send us an email uh like we were just describing you can by sending it to mail at gocastpodcast.com the voicemail line one more time is 262-586-7717 you can visit our website for all things gocast to gocastpodcast.com follow us on twitter our only social media presence really got an instagram that exists the facebook beast has been slain uh at GoCast podcast support us on patreon that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash GoCast podcast and speaking of patrons i want to give a shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons now normally i would have the guest to do this uh so hmm do <laughs> have you ever have you ever read these fish because i've read them before no oh, oh it's fish's so you, turn then it's fish's turn all right. <clears throat> Shout out to our elite tier trainers. Bo, Daniel, Laurie, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, Tish, Marvin, Amimi, Sports, Slash, Huey, and Ryan, Thayer, Jason, Justin, Charles, Modders, Lee, and William. Oh, there's more. There's more. Well, there, oh, Turn the paper there's a second over. page. A second oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> also, Brendan, Ethan, Stephen, Nick, Kelvin, our favorite listener, Drew2, and Camo. Uh, it was going so well. <laughs> so good it was you nailed it it's that's really funny uh i, I think i think camo being there at the end we explained that whole scenario this yeah. last episode it's yeah. going to be hilarious for a long time <laughs> for at least me personally being up there <laughs> oh my gosh okay well that leaves just one more thing to do oh actually hang on i forgot to say if you want to leave a review that'd be mega helpful it would actually be like primally helpful see what i did there i don't it actually doesn't make any sense it really <laughs> no but it was, no. Close. it was a good try <laughs> a uh, for please, effort thank you thank you please leave us a review it's free for you it means the world to us uh wherever you actually can leave reviews so just like not not google podcasts still right Still, <laughs> I would leave a review if I could. <laughs> I don't understand. Okay, great. So yeah, anywhere, that'd be great if you could. Thank you very much. Uh, we have to set some goals, and that will be for uh, all four of us. So you, you guys should set goals at the end of PvP Corner. <laughs> we could. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we could do that's that. That's an idea, right? <laughs> that's, that's definitely an idea, Chris. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, why don't we set some goals here? Uh, why don't we have Kyle go first? He'll he'll show the three of us the ropes for this week. 
Uh, wait, no, I was still writing. You got me. Okay, hang yeah. on. Okay, we're done. Anyways, uh, all right. So, why don't continue my mega progress slowly but surely, getting all these mega level threes? It's gonna take me forever. My God, uh, I've seen the third page, I think, of the mass work research that has a best buddy requirement. So, uh, putting buddy progress again here. I think you need twenty for the best buddy for the Vegas one. So for the global one, it's probably even more. Oh, I think it's the same one. But no, that, but the second step was less for Vegas versus global. Was that true? Oh, yeah. Okay. And they did that. say Vegas was going to have less steps and it didn't. So I'm going to assume the steps are shorter mm. inside the steps. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Who knows? But also want to do five gimme ghoul coin backs. So I make sure I'm doing those each day because it's going to take a long time to get 999 coins. Uh, and then I'm going to do at least 25 GBL matches. It's a new season. Let's see what happens. Maybe I'll maybe I'll make more of an effort. Get to rank 20. This, the uh, lower ranks this are season. the fu- most fun. I, I see some wild <laughs> stuff. And it's I feel really so fun. bad playing the lower ranks, though, because I do know <laughs> what I'm doing. So, like, I I have games where my Galarian Stunfisk wins and doesn't even lose half its health. And I'm like, <laughs> I just ruined someone's day. They're never going to play PvP again, probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, then then do it on the first day, because the first day is when all the tryhards play. Oh, so God. If mm-hmm. you do, like, rank one, like, halfway through the season, then it's kind of bad. But if you start early... It'll feel uh, you'll lose more. You will lose what, more if you start early. <laughs> watch out, fish. If Kyle takes this season seriously, you're in hot water, man. <laughs> <laughs> I I would probably I would probably simply pass away if I saw the two of you on a stage doing a GBL thing. Uh, oh, yeah, that, that would be, be amazing. It. I would just wow. I wouldn't know what to do. Well, if if we ever get to go to a an event like GoFest together at the same time, we'll have to take a photo at their battlegrounds just to break. Oh my gosh. So, so in my dream scenario, the two of you are battling and DeFi is shout casting. And I'm just out in the audience with like, like with body paint on, no shirt, super fan (laughs) style. Foam fingers. fingers. That's right. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That would be great. (laughs) Okay. Well, good luck with those goals. Kyle, uh, I also set a few goals. I'm buying some time for our other two ghosts that we forgot to say. You should probably set some goals. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to be working on primal progress. I did get to primal level two on my Groudon already. I got that on day two of Hoenn Tours. So it was very helpful. It's nice to have. Buddy progress for the very same Groudon. And I want to get to or com- I want to at least get to, if not complete, step two of the masterwork research. I still have, like, you know, like 50 or 60 Kanto and Johto Pokemon to catch. Um, but the in-between event spawns are really quite nice. You uh, in, if you, we you might want to change that step because step two is a seven day lockout. I think it's like do seven tasks in a row each day or something like that. Yeah. Get to or finish. Still okay. qualifies. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate you. Good looking out, man. Good looking out. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> also spoilers how dare you <laughs> hey i didn't say what it was i just said that it, it's a hard limit okay fair enough fair <laughs> enough um but DeFi, what about you what are you looking to do this week um i want to set up that switch connection to do like i want to just sit down 
and figure out that convoluted setup to connect my phone and my switch, uh, I think would be a really good start. Uh, I have stopped buddy progress because for Hoenn tour, I best buddied, like I'm walking my Metacham that's already best buddied because I'm using it in PVP, which means I'm not best buddying other things. I want to work on my Galarian Stunfist condo because I want to have that best buddy to maybe play an Ultra League at some point. I also want to work on, because I did purchase that masterwork research, <laughs> um, wish granted, and I finished the Hoenn catching, <laughs> thankfully, but mm-hmm. I still have to catch, you know, 385 Pokemon discovered in Kanto and 385 Pokemon discovered in Johto. Mm. That's going to take some. So I want to at least make some forward progress on that this week. Um And then my last one is just return to streaming. I've had a lot going on the past two months just in my personal life. And I just stopped streaming. And I would like to work on getting back to that and figuring out a way to, you know, reincorporate that into my life. All right. I think uh, very worthy goals indeed. I'm hoping that life slows down, just generally speaking, a little bit. Uh, for everybody i would love to to start seeing you returning to streaming i would love to to watch and and Mm. check in so that's a hole that's a hole in my life (laughs) (laughs) we need it the world needs it uh fish what about you any goals yeah i would like to become the literal world champion of pvp let's go (laughs) that's my goal long-term goal yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, my, my goals, um, like every time I come on here, the, the goals I set are, are really long-term things. Uh, making legend, making, you know, elite in Sylph, um, and and play Pokemon achievements as well. It's, um, it's I've always got this long-term focus. So, yeah, it's, um, uh, I'd like to make legend for this new season. I would like to be the world champion for play Pokemon. And, uh, and again, elite for Sylph, I think is uh, a worthy goal to hit, to strive for as well. Absolutely. It's a very Ash Ketchum answer. I'm going to be a Pokemon (laughs) master. (laughs) I love that. It's important to, to have an end point, even if you can't see it yet, but to have Mm. that end point, I think that's, that's just as important than, you know, as the short term goals. Right. That's great. And I do relate quite, heavily to ash ketchum because i feel like i tend to succeed just through sheer enthusiasm and will <laughs> good yes uh, I, I lose a lot i'm I'm not i'm not actually that good compared to like all the people that i've been uh, coming up against but just just go get him spirit is <laughs> keeping me going yeah, OCIC was your um was your not Paldea. What's the uh, what's the region uh with the uh, the the Alola Championship for you? Right, right. Yeah, perfect, yep. perfect. Okay, well, dear listener, thank you so much for listening all the way through. We really appreciate it. Fish and DeFiE, thank you so much for also joining uh, us or allowing us to join you. I have no idea anymore. <laughs> um, for uh, us recording together, this was a lot of fun. So thank you very, very much. Fish in particular, because yeah. I know this is an early time for you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, My pleasure. And that's pretty much it. We hope you guys have a nice week. Get ready for the Catch Mastery event. And uh, this brand new season is kicking off. Rise up, heroes, or whatever it was called. Rising heroes. There we go. Um, Shiny vibes. Catch you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.